Hey, folks. Sorry about last week. Well, we didn't have a show. Last no week. show last week. That's what yeah. we're sorry about. Lo siento. This week we have a show, mm-hmm. and it is all over the place. Yeah. It's serious for a little bit. I don't think I ever got really serious. Well, there was a point where you said this is not funny. Well, because it, yeah, it wasn't funny. <laughs> we just had, it wasn't the context. It was us. But like <laughs> like every show, there's pockets of humor, yeah. and uh, we went out on some personal uh, sex tales. I swear, we need to get back to loads and dirty vaginas. We need to just focus on. We didn't do enough on. Do Aaron what you know. We need to do more on Aaron Carter. I want to know more about Aaron Carter I think, generally. I think maybe I mentally shied away How from much, going heavy on the Carter if talk you were to, everybody was still here. Yeah, no, I know. If you were to decide to do one of those, like. Online platforms like beat off on a video. Yeah, so mm-hmm. like, you know, what's your price point just for the beat off? Mm. No load. <laughs> what's your price point for the whole thing? And you have to like show that load. And then what's the add-on for the whole? Like, what if someone wants to flash your butthole? Like, what are you going to charge? What's the add-on for that? Is it's that not a, a bad-looking butthole, so I don't know. I <laughs> I don't think there's a good one. But I mean, I could show you a bad I'm one. good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, can yeah. show you a good one. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That's fair. So I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, if just me, regular, yeah, jerk regular, off, old, regular, regular old Brent from Alpharetta, Georgia. Regular old Brent. I don't know. Uh, it's gonna five hundred bucks. Jerk off on camera. No. No, because you gotta think it's gonna, all right. All right. A thousand. Blow your load on camera. Just one time. One time. Are, are there any uh, residuals? Like, this is going on the internet forever. No. You get paid for your time by the people, the OnlyFans type situation. So it's like premium content. Well, Someone if that's has to the pay case, to you're getting it. tipped as you go. Okay. Well, you get a thousand oh, no, no, plus no. tips. If it's OnlyFans, people got to like. You, well, see, if it's OnlyFans, you put Fuck, the man. I don't fucking know. Would you jerk off on camera for $1,000? Not for $1,000. Well, then what's your price point? And mind you, I'm not trying to get there. I want to make this abundantly clear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it's not about how much I'm going to pay you. I'm saying, is there a line? Would you do, Who's would, behind? Is Burke behind this? Who wants no, to see this? $5,000 would you jerk off online? Yeah, for five k absolutely. Blow your load and everything. Yeah. People see your face. Yeah. 5K. Yeah. Sla- okay. I could fix so much that's wrong with me financially right now. With so, that amount of so money. like five thousand one hundred to show your butthole right after. Uh, no. If we're gonna get into the ass, that's another can- that's another grand. So six k will yeah. get me full load <laughs> and a butthole shot. Just a quick Just shot. Just a quick shot. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing happening. With so it. for ten k, I could potentially get <laughs> the jerk, the full load, and some butt play with fingers. For ten k, yeah. For ten k, ten k gets me out of debt. <laughs> One finger at a time. Uh, not counting the house and the cars, because those are long-term. What's stopping you here from joining some gay porn thing and being like, guys, I'm just going to come I on here? Because I wouldn't get it. No one's going to pay $10,000 to see my, if we, again, if we're going by hat sizes, small, medium. It's a medium, but the S is there, too. No one's going to pay to see me $10,000 to see me How beat do you off. Know? How do you know? How do you know that there's not the guy, the whole subsect, a very large subsect of dudes and women? Look, and maybe some women this is like that want to see a, t- a portly, no. overly like tattooed I, guy. Like, they're out there. This is like when I built my dining table and I had 20 people coming at me to start an Etsy store. And I said, go on Etsy right now and look up ha- handmade rustic table. There's a thousand of them already on the Internet. Mine's going to be a drop in the bucket of Etsy's 
custom rustic table stores. There are thousands of portly, tattooed, bearded dudes jerking off on Chatterbait right now. And they're all over the world. You can not only get a dude who looks like me, but he'll also be Italian. They're everywhere. I don't know, man. Maybe you have what it takes. I don't uh, you, you, maybe, maybe if you get 10k lined up. I'll make a video. You want me to I'm your pimp now. I'm your on, an online pimp. Yeah, or start get, get. Hey, Brent, shut the fuck up. Get in there and start jerking off. I'm tired. This of This is this shit. is not unlike when you when you asked me about the Powerball question from the Burt Kreischer video. Like, for if you won the power, would you fuck your cousin if you won the Powerball? And Burt I mean, Kreischer goes, much? Hell yeah, because he would be totally into splitting that money. Well, yeah. You and I would have to fucking... I said if it was the big Powerball where it was a billion and your take-home pay is it's $500 million each, mm-hmm. even after you're raped in taxes, you still have live comfortably for the rest of your life and your kid's life and your kid's kid's life. I'm just feeling, I'm just feeling really gross. <laughs> like just well, I told you on the phone, if we're going to do this, we got to agree beforehand to flip. We gotta, we gotta both do both things. We have to share, <laughs> share in the suffering. We're not doing some heads or tails scenario where one of us really loses. It's like a, the thing is, I would probably still do it, but I, <laughs> we can't see each other for a while. It'd be a good like ride. we'd have to take or, our half a million or, or half a billion dollars, or we do. You know, like I say, if you're some kind of shock therapy well, that erases it, maybe. No, no, we'd be so happy with all that money, we wouldn't care. About maybe it. you. I would still be living with images of your of your sweaty <laughs> fucking. We would do this in the winter. There'd be no sweat. <laughs> Are we outside? We're now? eliminating. Isn't it like a ceremonial we're thing? As much sweat and other things as possible. Yeah. No, but. Uh, <laughs> like a be- I feel like it's like a betting ceremony no, I was going like, what on. What we would have to do is take my approach. Like, you feel nauseous? Eat some ice cream. Like do more, and you'll get. We wouldn't. We couldn't stay away because then it would always be weird. We just have to go right back to the shit the way it was all the time. I don't think we'd be and able. Just, and just not right away. No, because then I go back. I'd have to go back to drinking. That's something you have to pound down with Brown. You can't. You can't fool around with you that can one. Just get stoned a lot. Fucking take Mm-mm. your five hundred million dollars and go buy your dream home, your dream car, your dream golf club. We'll fucking we'll open the best golf facility in the country combined, co-own it, and every time so this place is great. Like yeah, how we open it with start, money that we how, got from fucking yeah. each other. <laughs> exactly. So. Huh? Do you want to go to the practice putting green? I'll have one of the car girls bring you a beer on the house. Wait a minute. Did uh, you say? <laughs> yeah, that's our story. When 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 Robin Leach shows up to do Lifestyles of the Rich and but Famous. Look at how great things so are now. Let me, let me get this straight. <laughs> you two cousins who fucked each other. Yeah, and we flipped. And you flipped to quote unquote share the burden. And now you're half billionaires. Yeah. That's, that's about right. And yeah, we're half billionaires. Yeah. And we, we co-own the greatest golf facility in the know. United States. I, it's, let's leave this intro alone. <laughs> this is, it's fucking Who was gross. it that shared that? Was it Banks? I think I it was. I, I think it sounds right. It might have been Brian, though. <laughs> I just love Burt Kreischer. as well. like, fuck, yes, because Cousin Rodney would be totally down for splitting that yeah, money. <laughs> yeah, there wouldn't be a problem with us getting the money. It'd be about the psychiatric work I'd need done post. Yeah, yeah. Well, and a shave, buddy. <laughs> I don't think I would want to turn around and see the beard. <laughs> Something about that would be deprecating to me. I don't know why. I would just. I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like to well, see the beard you won beforehand. Uh, there. See, now you're making it worse. <laughs> now you're making it worse. 
WFUCK! The band! Enjoy! Jesus Christ. <laughs> Racist jokes at the beginning. Doesn't feel appropriate. Doesn't hashtag racist jokes. <laughs> Although now is probably the time. I feel hashtag like California wildfire. The re- <laughs> hashtag <laughs> ca- hashtag Oregon wildfire. <laughs> it's just hashtag Washington wildfire. I feel like if, if we start the show like this, it's probably prone to just fucking <laughs> go straight downhill. What started these fires? Well, um, that's just a matter of politics now. Some people say climate change. Some people say because uh, you know the like, the right wingers are pushing the thing that Trump pushed a while back that it's because they don't burn properly. Something that they did that the the leftist stupid libs did. But anyways, so I don't know what like, starts these fires. Just dry seasons. For some reason, I thought that like one of them was because of a fucking gender reveal. Yeah, there was that the El Dorado fire, but I don't think that one <clears> contributed. <throat> To the, to the overall. I could be wrong about that, but I think hmm. that sparked its own fire, which has since been under control. Okay. I mean, Where's Colorado? Is that not California? I think it's also, I, I don't know. Hmm. They're in Oregon, California. I haven't kept up with the politics around it, but when I... When <laughs> think about that. There's no... There should be nine, <laughs> nine in the politics well, around if, it. Well, if anything, I would tend to wonder, like, let's, for argument's sake, say that the... The main fire started because somebody had a backyard thing that just got away from them. I can't even imagine. I mean, I kind of did this. I've been doing I, I posted on it and I felt like, you know what? It's not worth it. But I basically said, if this is something if, that you did, like the point that we've made on here is that these gender reveals are so fucking stupid. <laughs> They're just fucking stupid. There's no, they don't, there's not a cool one. It's a, it's an activity that you can't yeah. aspire to there's make cooler. That's, say no more. That's all you need to say. There's not a cool one. No. You, for everybody listening who has a friend, <laughs> who has a spouse, who's like, yeah, but we came up with the one that we came up with, the one that I made up, that one, that one was a good one. No. There's not a good one. There's not There's not something there's never to aspire been, to. There's never been a good one. Yeah. And there never will be. There never one. will be a good one. <laughs> They're all terrible. <laughs> if you take nothing away from the night show, <laughs> we struck gold right at the start. <laughs> no, but I, I, just for the sake of argument, I had the thought, like, if some, if one of these fires in, in Washington, Oregon, California, if the, if the origin of it was just like a backyard thing that got out of hand and next thing you know it's often into the woods part of me did wonder like is some of that because those three states in particular are so heavily regulated i don't know like I, again if people I don't were allowed to water their backyard do you think it would catch on fire as quickly as it does there where do they get the water i don't know i don't know I don't what know. kind of drought conditions i know it's like consistent well, drought another, out there. It's all, a, it's very dry well, they that's get very another little thing rainfall. that always confuses me all three of those states, California especially, like it's surrounded by water. It's not though, because then you have to. All right, geography one hundred and one. Like we're not that. Cl- we're we're further away from the ocean than California is. It's humid as fuck here all the time. But we're not facing the same winds, so mm. it's all tight tides and winds, right? Everything yeah. is dictated by tides and winds and heat. You know all the all the central core elements of how we survive on this planet, mm-hmm. and one of the problems is in the geography of California is they abut the massive 
Rocky Mountains, which tends to hold some of that weather off that would mm. normally get to them via the east. Yeah. Gets blocked by the Rockies and then kind of ch- funneled up towards the Canadian High Rockies or shot down past down to Mexico Way. <laughs> On oh, Mexico Way! <laughs> down Mexico, down Mexico Way! way. Uh, so you have that inhibit, and it also kind of works the same way where westerly winds are, are crash into that those the, the Rockies there. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting the same moisture. That's why Napa grapes grow so well. That's why that yeah. region, because they they get the perfect amount of shitty rainfall. Because wine mm-hmm. regions don't usually get heavy rainfall. Mm-hmm. They they, you know, what I'm saying so that's the trade off. We get good wine. Your house burns down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> fucked up, though. I, I think the problem is with wildfire. <laughs> the problem with wildfire. The problem with wildfire. <laughs> it's, like, like, it's like Dennis trying to give like a lecture. The problem with wildfires. <laughs> uh, no one outside of those three states, maybe a bit in like the high Texas country type area, maybe. Yeah. But no one outside of the general area where that's happening gets it at all. No Montana, no you can't, Dakota. You can't wrap it up in a, in a doc. You can show a million documentaries. But the other side of the, the, the line, like in Vancouver, Canada, that, that edge of Canada doesn't get any? It's like right there. I don't think so. There's I think, no they, I think they get more rain in that region. I, again, I'm not mm. a fucking ge- a geographer. Well, Seattle. See, that's true because Seattle gets a shitload Because they get the Rockies shove those systems north. So it's really the Rockies that we're dealing with. We should just blow the Rockies up. It's a lot of things. It's just, it's a lot. It's not just, just, again, do your fucking research on this if you want to understand how. <laughs> take a cue from the president and suggest we just nuke the Rockies. Yeah, just take them out. Um, <laughs> I never liked um, You could ski elsewhere You could ski elsewhere uh, No, it's just We don't I just had the I just been thinking about it last few days Because You remember at the start of this Right before the pandemic mm-hmm. You and I were talking about Why is there like No one caring about the Australian wildfires mm-hmm. Like look at the size of these wildfires well, That fires. country is surrounded by water Yeah but again, a similar scenario where they're mostly de- there's like mostly desert. Yeah, it's a con- it's a continent that's it's mostly under. It's a weird concept to think that there's a desert. Essentially, the most of that continent is a desert. Yeah, completely surrounded by ocean. Yeah, like there's yeah. no there's no moisture like you would. Bring and, 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 and the, I, I think the, the concept the that most people think is that they would be just a wash in rain. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're in the middle of the Pacific. There's yeah. just a big ass island. Fucking storms, they're probably just lush. But no, that's not how this works. Tides and winds, man. Tides and winds. So it's all it, about ti- title of the episode. Tides and winds. <laughs> loads, tides, and winds. Loads. Aaron Carter's loads. <laughs> tides and winds. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. No, but I, what I'm saying, asking us to watch a video of these, uh, to, to have any conceptualization of a wildfire. Mm-hmm. It's it's outside of our realm of understanding. Like, like as I was saying, you can watch a documentary and you see this family be like, "Well, here here it was," and they're like, "What was the entire community? Mm-hmm. What? Like, there's nothing here." I think like people in the southeast and the Midwest in particular, we get tornadoes, we get hail and lightning yeah. and thunderstorms and floods, we get 
Like to right now, it's a real frog strangler out there. We got a damn hurricane coming through the southeast. We understand, even though that we don't react the same as yeah. to hurricanes, but we we can we get those. Yeah, we understand though. We can wrap our minds around that. But a blaze that's eight hundred miles square miles mm-hmm. and jumps across roads in five minutes, and before you know it, traps thirty five people, mm-hmm. and there's nowhere to go. I mean the. The thought of that person's last minutes is a lot more difficult to to wrap your mind around than a tidal surge mm-hmm. taking out someone's house right. and sweeping them away. That well, that's terrible, but we get it. It's kind of instant. But right, but being like surrounded by wildfire, you yeah. get time to think about it, <laughs> which is not funny. <laughs> it's not funny, but yeah, like when you get trapped. What's tra- about to happen? Well, in well, about seven minutes, and that's where you. Like, I, I don't. We can't wrap our minds around what their thought is when they've gone down every road they know. Every road's knocked down by trees. Mm-hmm. Everywhere they're looking is fire. They have the thought, the realization, the mm-hmm. ultimate realization that this is it. Like we, I guess, are going to burn to death. But now, like. So that's when I'd go full Pierce Brosnan and Dante's Peak. And try to drive and through just it. just haul ass through it. Yeah. I think... Because it's not lava. It's, it's just, not. It's just logs and, and leaves and there you shit go. that's on fire. It, it, listen, okay. Let's walk... I love that scene. Let's walk through that scene. <laughs> we all a, know it's ridiculous. You've got a better chance driving over, at, over, over coals than you do through molten lava. Okay. I, again, a lot, of, a lot of... You're a lot of reaches here. <laughs> you're, you're, the problem isn't the fire. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's the amount of trees that the fire that the the fire has brought down, right? That obstruct the road, and they're, it, this is not a few branches. This is like I don't know if you're familiar with The Walking Dead. This is like Negan's soldiers blocking roads right. with massive trees. Right. This is not. You, oh, you know what? And that's the other thought is I think there's an assumption that everybody up there has these vehicles for the ma- <laughs> some guys some guys in a Cadillac, yeah. You know, some guys try, a Prius trying a Prius. to blow through trees up yeah. there. Yeah. Like once, and that's what I'm saying. We don't. So the news stories, even if there, if we weren't in one of the craziest times generally ever, mm-hmm. we would. There would be a. Um, there's a void there. Like unless you've seen it, I don't think. I don't think we can. That's what I'm saying. Are they? Are they I haven't been. Wa- I don't really watch the news. Are they doing the helicopter water scoops and drops? Like- I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's effective. When you're talking about fires that big, you don't. I don't think you fight them like that. I think you just. Hey, everybody, let's uh, let's ski daddle. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, mom lived out there for three years, so you'd think she heard that her soul remains there. <laughs> I've and, seen Facebook uh, Yeah. <laughs> I will bear witness. My heart is in... The fire. Is in the fire. In the, I can feel the flames in Georgia. It's like... I am, it's, on, I am on live stream now. <laughs> I will bear witness. Hey, look. I, as, and if she... my favorite if she sporadically, is way to wait. If she... <laughs> She sporadically listens. She's gonna be mad already. So there's nothing I can do to walk. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do to walk this back. Yeah, uh, better. That was Brent. But there's nothing I can do to walk this back. So what I'm saying is, yeah, no, and I'm fine with the starting. Because I felt bad. I know, I know how she loved that area. I get your relation to place when you've never. That was like her her trip, leaving yeah. Georgia to move to LA. But the I will bear witness part, <laughs> kind of like, at the end of the yeah. day, it's an observatory <laughs> that can be rebuilt. Yeah. Now, like, if you, if it was like a zoo that no one could reach, 
Yeah. And all the animals were just in their cages ready to get roasted. Yeah. And you will say, I can't get there, but I will bear witness to these animals being roasted alive. Then <laughs> I get that. I like, will watch that <laughs> one-eyed lion roar his last roar. With a limp <laughs> go out in flames. I will bear witness to the bear. Death. I'm going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> if she, it's hard. Hard, hard pass that she actually will. But if she does, I'll be in trouble. So. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, come on. Yeah. You're, what are you saying? And then like. What's well, wild about it's a, I love it. Listen, I actually believe it when she says it. Mm-hmm. I do. And that's not me being, you know, trying to give one, you know, throw a line to my mom. I actually believe that she, I know she's emotionally invested in the situation. Her but heart her heart is, is legitimately in it. Yeah. But it's also like, there's still like. Don't forget me today. <laughs> I will bear witness. I will bear witness. It's very Mad Maxy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's you that. It, or you could do it in like a Keanu sort of yeah. monologue. There's fires in California rage on, and I can't be there to help. I will open my laptop. And I will sip a cup of coffee with two hands, like a Folgers commercial, and I will bear witness <laughs> to all the sights. I have live streams. All the, <laughs> all the fauna. All the flora. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, Keanu. I will bear witness. <laughs> <laughs> I will bless. Uh, anyways, I yeah. Patrick Swayze too much. I couldn't shoot him. <laughs> Turns into something else unrelated to the fires. And welcome back to the podcast of what happened on the second Bill and Ted's bogus adventure. What a bomb. This is Derek Buck, and I'm telling you right now, you need to bear witness to the California wildfires. Holy shit. Uh, I heard there were some wildfires. <laughs> Mr. Charleston, he, he would volunteer to nothing. He wouldn't make it out. But yeah, that's I don't I don't know how those start. It's a good question, but it does make I do wonder like you know we we have we know where hurricanes come from and what and you know they can turn into tornadoes. We the natural disasters. East I think of, it's a fair assumption the Rockies. to give the to give the the usual suspect. <clears throat> Human interaction is typically the 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 cause in these cases. Whether it's like people going out in their ATVs. Right. And burning into, you know, there's so much underbrush. That's usually the problem. So they don't, that's why you have scheduled burns. So mm-hmm. this was something I actually did learn in environmental history. It was an aspect of history that I had no idea about. And mm. I certainly didn't really want to revisit. But it was interesting while you're there. Mm. But <clears throat> controlled burns. So you, you burn parts of old forests, not, and you know, I could see now like hippies, yeah! but it's like, no, if you don't burn this. I will bear witness. <laughs> Tree. <laughs> well, that's fine. Uh, you're not. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. That's no. Over here with my kind bud. <laughs> yeah, I love Did that. you say kind bud? <laughs> yeah. So there's controlled burns to to and are there to get rid of underbrush to to block you know obstruct fires potential fires right. to refresh the land in general. A burn is a good thing. They're natural too. I mean, as long as there's been forest. Mm. 
if there was a dry season, a good strike of lightning, that part of the forest is gone. But what rejuvenates, like anything else, mm-hmm. out of that is a usually a healthier forest, a forest that begins new. Is it's you know, the trying to understand the cyclical nature nature of nature mm-hmm. is hard enough. So I yeah. like, but in this case, with location and the density of the population. <clears throat> It's a safe bet to assume that some dipshit on a four wheel. It could be. It could be, and that's that's kind of like okay. I mean, AJ's AJ's Listen, yellow uh, SUV created a forest fire. Right. That's what, so. It's like a flick of a cigarette. Yeah. In, a, in the back in a dry part of Texas, they've well, seen large, large California fire. is probably a flick of a joint, but I understand. Same thing. I mean, um, yeah. I think but, tobacco's banned out there, along with watering your lawn. I don't know. I saw or a pack of smokes in Canada is $30. Yeah. That is, I mean, you really got to, you have See, to want gonna, to. If I was in the government and we were going to go that route to try and squash addiction, like just make it expensive, I'd say, why stop there? Like, let's make a pack of cigarettes $100. They're $100. Yeah. Either A, we're going to make a lot of money. I think you just create a really big black market. They already probably do, but... I'm if sure you, if you make a pack that's hundred dollars, someone's going to get packs. Big bro, I, I got you for twenty. That's and think about every, their profit margin. Yeah, like, I mean, that's how every like eighteen year old gets arrested in, in old mafia movies when they were first starting out <laughs> selling cigarettes out of the back of a car. Two luckies, two luckies. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it, that's wild. Thirty. I remember when I bought a pack of Marlboro Reds there. It was sixteen bucks, and I was like, whew. I bought cigarettes in New York when we were well, in the city, same and thing. that was in. 2012, I think, and they were 14 bucks back yeah. then. And I got lectured by like four or five different like old New York yentas walking past me about my health. And then I met the French tranny. What a story! <laughs> what a story! I've shared the tranny story. On the uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I like know. I'm standing outside. I got lectured like constantly by mm. these old women, old old New York women, <laughs> real old Jewish women. Not <laughs> that's not code for black men. <laughs> I know this, Actual. Is, this is like episode 106, so if this is your first episode, Whew. you've got some real backtracking to do. Those that, <laughs> that was funny, actually, because I had that thought in my head. I was trying to find a particular spot in Atlanta. I've been doing a lot of, on my days away, when I get days off from dad duty, which is every mostly every Wednesday, mm-hmm. go do like things on my own. I've been looking at history. I've been trying to find this one spot where it used to be the Chattahoochee Brick Company, which... <clears throat> Colloquially, in that area is known as the Black Auschwitz of Atlanta, mm. which is not a moniker any any spot wants. No, but it was you a place. Want to be the Auschwitz of anywhere? It, it, it's never been a hitter. It's never. We not want for years the Auschwitz of Keystone, Colorado. Keystone, Colorado, very famous for the ski resort. Little known fact. <laughs> don't bring that up on the tour. I mean, it's. I mean, it's people still come, but don't, don't bring that up on the tour anymore. It puts a damper on the tour. <laughs> Over here, we have the Auschwitz of the Whitewater Rapids. Be sure to put on your great five-star rapids. Little known fact, though, used to just drown little Indian children out there by the low. Here we have the Auschwitz of Asheville, North Carolina. Asheville, North Carolina, a very big hippie community these days. Little known fact about its past, though. Hundreds, thousands, slaughtered. This is a great, this is a great five-minute video. The guy, the tour guy, <laughs> says too much, and it's pretty much any. It's the possibility is open for any American tour guide. Literally yeah. any Amer- any famous American spot. Yeah. Like, well, little known fact. 
So as everyone does know, southern plantations in the 1800s did feature a lot of African-American slaves. Little known fact about this one, the ones who were caught running away were often, often whipped to death. On that spot. Right there on that tree trunk. Now if you follow me this way, we can get lemonade and refreshments. to see about marriage Can packages. You imagine being whipped to death? Oh, that would be terrible. Jesus. But anyway, this spot, they have a really good rate for, <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the day we want. The, the lemonade is, it's refreshing. <laughs> if we get married in the fall like we want, this place is going to be amazing. We're going to have to have that stump removed. <laughs> I'm not going to have the whipped to death stump in my wedding The photos. whipped to death stump. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I often, it's like I, I took a Leah... And the, and the kid to a place in in Kennesaw, and there's a lot of people walking around. And I always tell her, <clears throat> they walk here every day, and I don't think they ever have a clue that X number of years ago, this little path, not, I mean, not, it's not a, it's like I tried to tell her, because she's always asking me to help explain, because I love her, but she, she's a struggle to be a, gui- a, a guide for. Mm. But I'm like, the path you're walking, Mm-hmm. Was two, three, four deep, many, many walls of dead men, mm. just stacked like cordwood. Mm. Like you're, the path doesn't deviate. The path is here because it was the spot. Mm-hmm. And it's like you we don't dig down deep enough. We'll find buttons. We'll and, find all. I mean, every every every. Bones. Well, probably no, 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 bones. Probably not. But well, fuck yeah. Because I mean, I was telling her. I was like, this. You don't have any conception of what happened here. Like mm-hmm. this is just. <laughs> What got us onto history again? Who knows? I don't know. We just did this. Was <laughs> we were, there a backbone? Were we talking about? We something? were talking about. Had some gummies before. Got we were talking about the tour guide and oh, the, oh, the black. Oh, right, black right, right, Auschwitz. right, right. So I, <clears throat> well, I'll, I'll finish the Auschwitz thing. I can't find the site, and I realized pretty fairly quickly. I was like, oh, this is a probably not the best time or place to be. <laughs> I didn't realize yeah. that it's like. It, it's in the heart of Atlanta that needs the most help. Mm. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And I was like, it's it's probably time. Like, where was I going to park? I, I didn't yeah. didn't go through that one thinking too well. But when I took Leah up there, I was like, these people just mill about and they walk. And, I, you know, you listen, talking to the, the bullshit problems or <clears throat> someone didn't like a photo on Facebook. I mean, you can literally hear it. Mm. And I just, like, always imagine in my head this. Just, they're just walking through piles of bodies. So I tell her that, and there's, there's all these people milling about, and they're thinking in terms of like, a, I think they just have a concept of like walking. You want to, is that somewhere yeah, here? Safe sex. Safe sex. Is it safe sex? No. Oh, I can keep talking. Oh, wait a minute. He's walked away. Never liked being alone on these things. Never did like it. I burp when I'm nervous. Oh. No, it's all right. I'll just backtrack it. <clears throat> I'll erase this chunk. Um, no, it, it's not unlike. I mean, surely you. Had but they start chunk. listening to me, and it's like a very now. It's a very different. Oh, like strangers. Yeah, they'll like stop and like not like. It's like they follow us around now, but they'll they'll stop and be like, "Well, what was you know?" I was like, "Yeah, dude over there looks like a amateur wrestler." Uh, <laughs> a lot about this area. <laughs> no, but I just tell them like you know, the, guy with the bandana. Yeah, yeah, the guy with the bandana. 
they don't have any idea. Like I think, again, it's just like anybody else that's not have, have doesn't have a backbone or even care about history. It's like they know certain things. Like if uh, to a layman, if you knew nothing, and I said Gettysburg, you would probably had an idea that's you would remember from some high school class. Yeah, from somewhere. Civil War battle. A big battle, Lincoln. Lincoln, the big, the big Sherman, maybe yeah. tanks. No, excuse me, not not tanks. That would be weird. Yeah, no, that's very wild. wild West. <laughs> yeah. Which Leah loves that movie. That's a whole other mm, argument. That's that's so fucking terrible. That movie is awful. But um, yeah, so they start following. I'm like, oh yeah, this would have just been riddled with parts. This is like the bloodiest part of the battlefield by far. You're talking about. If you go to Marietta Cemetery, there's an incredible amount of unknown soldiers, and all that means is there's probably nothing in that grave. Mm. Maybe an arm. <laughs> I think like people see an unknown soldier, like if you go to an old graveyard in, in whatever city, Roswell, Marietta, right. and you see unknown soldier, and you think, well, that guy just probably had his face blown off, or he lost his tag, and no one knew his name was. Maybe, no, no, there's... What's actually buried yeah, down there is, is like <laughs> we found him with his dick in his hand. His mangled dick. Mangled dick. <laughs> he was he was jerking it, but there was nothing there. there. Was nothing. <laughs> he was trying. I'm gonna get a tattoo in remembrance of him. He said he came. <laughs> Not come, but sure. Speaking of that, I was I was listening to the Aaron Carter <laughs> thing just on accident. <laughs> Listening to it, Stern. Oh, you're okay. On Stern, and I didn't have any frame of reference. I had no idea who they were actually talking about at first. They're just talking about this guy. The dude's got a huge face tattoo now. Let's Aaron can we, Carter. So I, Aaron Carter's not the guy. To be clear, he's not the one from Backstreet Boys. Right. No, that's Nick Carter. That's his older but he, brother. But Aaron had his own thing. He did, and even he, as a kid, he, right? Yeah. He well, yeah. He was like pretty boy, like super famous. Oh shit! He's got like a massive face tattoo. He he had like a this was him like at his oh, cheek, shit. and then like this like this is him clearly like a mugshot or he's in some some jail gear there for sure. Well, for context, I, I did catch up, and they were basically saying the guy did a live broadcast of his yeah. intro into porn. But what had me laughing? This is but I, it's not his intro. That's. They were mistaken there because okay. I I looked it up. Okay. I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna find this and there's if you Google Aaron Carter porn it will take you to the gay section of Pornhub uh-huh. and there's like 40 videos of this dude just like flopping his dong around. <laughs> <laughs> there's a video of him having sex with a woman and shooting a load on her back. Like there's he's it, whatever they did, whatever they saw on Stern might have been the first time he did it live. Okay. But just on that one Google search to Pornhub he's. He's showing his long ass balls so dozens of times. <laughs> dozens of times. So that's what they were saying. He had a he had a hog, but you're saying it wasn't necessarily a hog. Do you want to see? I mean, if you, we might as well. Because not, I, I think you were going to do it anyway. You had the the Googler up and ready to go. Yeah, so if, if, but you, you're, if you're, you just look up Aaron Carter's porn, first thing that pops. Why up, does it take you to gay porn? Well, because it's mostly him jerking off. It's not for women. Oh, okay, that makes sense. But what's weird is within the I clicked on it with within that there is a there is like a POV homemade of him having sex with what I think is a woman, certainly sounds like one, <laughs> and shooting a very unimpressive <laughs> on her back. So like what they were talking about on Stern doesn't hold up. But he does have some long balls. I'll, I'll say that. 
So it's it's uh, oh, he's crying. You can tell he's done. Okay, I mean it's it's. I mean, bro, you let's let's call let's call it what it is. Yeah, it's not it's not porn bit. That's a that's a flaccid. Uh, okay, I, I got a picture. We can. Okay, you want to close it out? Yeah, now? yeah, I'd like you to close it out. Um, you don't want this shot? No, jeez. <laughs> okay, so here's the other parts of the video that had me dying. Mm. Was that he's doing? This must have been his first. Maybe the video was old. That's what I'm suspecting. Yeah. Is that he's done all this since then? Yeah. But that Howard Stern was an old clip. Or that was his first live stream of it. Or, who knows? I'm pretty sure that was. This was a. They were commenting on uh, they're giving like best of Howard. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. So, but the man was saying during the clip that I thought was funny was not that he was like jerking off. I mean, I I don't I know he had hit hard times. I didn't know how. Aaron Carter. Yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't that like blown away that the man was jerking off online to try to get some celebrity. But it was the the conditions that he impo- he did in the video where he apparently blew his sizable load that Howard was and the guys were impressed with but then he <laughs> he wouldn't show his feet or he showed his, did something about it with his feet <laughs> no 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 it was like, sorry no holes guys no, no holes no, no, yeah he wouldn't holes. show the holes is it, so that was his asshole <laughs> yeah okay yeah cause in, in those cam settings okay. like like cam soda and my free cams and chatterbait all those cam porn websites there's a there's a side tracker of of like texts happening or not texts but like uh, what do they call that chat like there's like a chat group happening live while right, the video right, is right, streaming right 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 and so they're asking for holes yeah so all the, all the dudes watching him you know you know not even really jerk off just flop his dick around and like yeah let's see that hole and he's like sorry guys no holes <laughs> <laughs> learning something new every day all right. <laughs> All right. No holes, guys. No hole. No hole shots, guys. Like, no hole shot. I'm sure he eventually caved on that. What? A, you know? I mean, if he's done forty, <laughs> there's no stopping him I mean, now. There's a good handful that I that I could see. I didn't. I, didn't I, I don't want to see any of his when he was a kid. Young videos. But, I, I don't. This, not this post. No, no, no. I think Brian liked this song. No, please don't. This feels. I don't like this. We're, we're <laughs> reverse Benjamin Button or this Benjamin Button thing we're doing where. <laughs> saw the dick and balls first and now I'm going back to prepubescent now you're seeing 13 year old in a a song called that's how I beat Shaq I don't none of this feels right none of this feels right at all I mean I'm not saying I'm stop it I'm just saying like I wish we hadn't gone in this order is that fair yeah because now you've seen that little kid yeah well yeah basically I can't unsee it right you know Oh well, <laughs> you undersold you undersold the dong. I was just saying that it wasn't. It's not big by for, porn for, standards. Nah, what do we know? Uh, have you and you've seen it in action though? Is it the same? Is it is he just no, a grower I didn't, I didn't, or a shower I and that's it? I didn't make it a point to watch everything. So we don't know. Detail. That's what I'm saying. The one we saw was flaccid. Mm-hmm. We can't know. If you add an inch to that, then we're talking. That's a that's a hog. It's a hog. He's crying about something. I mean, that dude was. It's like I said. That's when when RBK, I don't know what the text chain was going on. See what happens when you don't wear a mask? Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Him and Riley. Like, there's some kind of terrible sexual abuse in their past. in Riley's case because I've heard her interviewed for a, in a two-hour episode once where she was very candid and not putting on the act that is Riley Reed, And she sounded very level-headed and intelligent. Doesn't mean she wasn't sexually abused. 
No, but I'm just saying she admitted in that interview that Riley Reed is a character that she goes into, that she comes out of when she reverts to Ashley, whatever her name is. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm no psychologist, and I believe that there definitely is an act to what she does. But yeah. being able to transform into that act... She just goes goofy. I mean, all of it. <laughs> one in the pink, one in the stink, oh, bo- that, and both of them are bigger than most women could take in either or. Let's just let's just par for the course in porn these yeah. days. I mean, yeah, we're getting there. Speaking, that's it. That's speaking the of which, I've, I was looking, I ordered a new golf glove the other day, and in the search for a golf glove, I wanted a real leather one, not one of the the ten dollar Callaway Costco. ones. Costco. Yeah. But anyways, I found one. I got it. I like it. But in the search for it, I found some company who makes a. It's a white golf glove. But the index and middle finger are pink, and the pinky finger is brown. <laughs> That's good. I was like, Banks needs this. Yeah. If anybody that I He'd know play needs more. this golf, he would golf he would glove, start he would start playing Banks. a lot more. Be doing the pink one in the stand. Hey, y'all see that shot? <laughs> <laughs> Whipping his fingers up, the shocker, baby. Uh, shocker. Yeah, shocker I, I, around the third hole, everyone's like. <laughs> <laughs> Take that glove off, that piece of shit. <laughs> nah, I mean, I'm not saying that it's she's she's brilliant. I think she's brilliant apply, at what she does. I think I mean, I think most people want to apply that kind of thinking to anyone who's in the porn game. No, I know, but I'm telling you, I don't do that. I, I you know me full well. I these ladies can apply their trade. Mm. Do their thing. I've seen plenty of interviews with some, all types. Yeah, some some of them are very intelligent. I, oh, I'm not. I never even. I'm not even active. commenting on that. Yeah. I'm not even commenting on it. I'm just saying that. But you should listen with to Riley though. And I will. It's a I long will. one, and she they get into some dude. It's a weird. Topics. It's a weird thing when you when you go to pull one out at night. And you find yourself watching like these other ones where it's like like Gabby Carter's one that I've gotten into. You can have a look at her. She's you won't be surprised that I'm a fan. Pull it up there. Um, yeah, that's her. Very like run of the mill, natural. You know, girl next door, high school. Like you might know this person yeah. type look. Yeah. Nothing fantastic. She actually reminds me of a moderately similar-looking ex-girlfriend. She's hotter, of course, but nonetheless, I you know I I like her work. And uh, but you know when you go into stroke one and then you're like Gabby Carter interview part one of three, you're like oh you click on it. Next thing you know you're like oh that is so she makes such a salient point there. That is so well said. And they're asking you're like this isn't even porn. It's just some guy walking her through the process of how she have how she got into all this. I was going to, while we're on this topic, I was going to look. Uh, Kendra? Well, the library girl. Mm-hmm. She made this video post the other day, and it's it's worth, if I can find it. And we're talking about Kendra Sunderland here. For the She, she get, made her, her bones was sucking off some guy at uh, Oregon State University, I believe. Well, her, well, no, I mean, she made her bones just off of diddling herself at the library. No, table. I'm saying that, too. Didn't she suck that dude off? That's how, like... The first video was her sucking some dude off in a, in a library, I'm pretty sure. No, the first video was her just, like, getting, <clears throat> like, revealing herself oh. at the library. Anyways, you were saying. She made a video. I can't seem to find it. She made a video where she's, like, she's laying on the beach somewhere right now. She takes a hard stand on the BLM, by the way, old Kendra. Well, she, she does a lot, a lot of work. Of, she takes a lot of work. 
takes a lot of BLM too. Uh, but she she's like sipping like a frosted drink on a beach with her best friend, and this is like recent. This is like within the last week. And she's like, you know, everybody that when I became the library girl, like all the people that gave me shit, like you ruined your life with porn. She's like, look at me now. I'm wealthy as fuck. I'm sitting on a beach right now. Like, look, she's like, when I look at everything that porn gave me, I certainly did not ruin my life. Yeah. I'm living my best life. <clears throat> I mean. <clears throat> Again, I don't know what her best life is, and I think it's easy to sit and say that when you are on a beach. I don't know what's going on inside her. Yeah. Because what do you do? I guess my question is only a handful of these people, and it's not a judgment. It's just a realization. Only a handful of these, of the best of the best even, Mm -hmm. go on to do something that's equally successful in their next phase. Because that, you know, you can't pound vag. I mean, unless you're Nina Hartley. You can't have your vag pounded out when right. you're 65, 70 years old because then you get downgraded to, to from you from Pornhub to you porn, and then from porn you, from there it goes into the worst websites. <laughs> you end up in some stuff where it's yeah. it's murky between porn and yeah. something else all entirely. So you, I'm just saying they usually you know, go down. Nina, how do you, Nina, Tell me, how do you feel about milfano? <laughs> well, fine. I'm doing it for 20 years. <laughs> I used to like Nina. I, Nina used to represent the epitome of what a MILF actually was. Mm, right. But now you're now like, MILFs are 35. Right, Nina. Well, not even that. I'm just, <laughs> but, but to your point, porn now, I think, is a very good reflection of the society we live in because it is fucked up. I have, like, why is there so many? We joke about it on the text mm-hmm. thread, but why is there so many videos of, it's cheese steps, sis, you got stuck, or. Geez, but they're going to be back in an hour, mom, dad, from the store. Why is there so? Is it because the divorce rate I, is so high? I don't know. I feel the way, the way about that is the same way I do about Twitter. Like I'm not on it. Like it, I, I missed that boat. Like that's just not. It's not my thing. I don't watch it. I, Are you saying a certain subsect of porn, and the metaphor is Twitter, and the, you're the well, yeah, like. I, Twitter is massively famous. Sure. Millions of people are on it. Sure. And I don't understand why. Okay. Similarly, this stepbro, stepsis porn is everywhere. I got a lot of problems with this metaphor, clearly, but I see where you're going. Clearly there's a market for it because probably millions of mostly dudes are into it. I'm saying I think I think it reflects I think I think it reflects the divorce rates in this country. Yeah. But it also like something's fucked up. Look at the types. Look mm-hmm. at the story. Where's the good storylines? <laughs> We've had this conversation before, right. but where's the good storyline? Why And why doesn't someone... I'm not saying Burt Reynolds and Boogie Nights needs to make a fucking re, like a yeah. reincarnation here so we start getting goodness in our pornography again. I don't, I don't need... Make to, porn great again, you know I, what I'm saying? I don't need storylines. Just give me a, a, a solid... Uh, actress, a Janice Griffith type, a Dana DeArmond type that just does a 15 minute. No, n- listen, no, I'm not saying it's going to be a 60 minute feature with, no, with four be, scenes. It can be one of these. I'm your real estate agent. What do you think of this apartment? I don't I like we that do one. It on the Ottoman. Don't love that one. <laughs> don't love that one. Also, those are fucking. I read something about those being dangerous, but I was like, all porn's dangerous if you look at it like that. They were saying, like, this. Well, the one I'm the, referring to is staged. No, I know, but I'm saying the, this much to what we're generally talking about there's a trend in real estate porn where it's mm. like well I can't we can make an offer Have but first I want to fucking suck your log um no I haven't <laughs> but I probably should make her aware um just so you know but they say you know, showing an apartment to a single man uh-huh. he may have expectations he, well or he may be nefarious it's yeah. like 
he, that sensationalism and seeing it over and over again makes it too much. I don't know. I don't want to get into the fucking act. I'm just going to get right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's like, where are we going? Why Why are these trends? It's just, And then you look around society and you're like, all right. I can see why people want to fuck their stepsisters, I guess. And in some case, not, it gets weirder the more you... As long as they're not blood. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, though, because the line gets real yeah. fucking murky. Next thing you know, you're in a Jody West situation, and you're like, she's saying mom a lot. <laughs> she's not saying your stepdad's going to be home. She's just saying... Dad's gonna be home in right. a minute. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I. Well, I think that there. If there's anything about me that's like it's like anti boner. It's like yeah. okay, so but for me, I'm like that's me. But this fucking one video has 19 million hits. Yeah, that's why. I, again, I make the Twitter comparison. There's 19 million users on Twitter. I'm not one of them. I don't think you are. I don't. Have, I think I set one up, but I don't use it. So it's. It's like Coca-Cola. I don't drink it. Millions of people do. I just got on Instagram. Yeah, and you still don't know how it works. Not really. <laughs> I mean, I post something every now and then. Right, I mean, there's just, there's so many things that are hugely popular that don't even, yeah. don't make, even make... move the meter. <laughs> I did, I mean. Like, everybody was talking about Major League Baseball. I was like, yeah, it's, it's not. My, nothing's my, there. Like, it could go away tomorrow. It would have zero impact on, mm. on me. I hear that. Mentally, emotionally, wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. If Coca-Cola announced that they weren't going to make any of their sodas anymore, okay. okay. I Like, doesn't uh, matter to uh, me. Talk about pro- properly timed. I just got a <laughs> message from Rusty Snowden here. Mm, I'm it's a, it's a, it's You his, revealed his last name on the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> I actually did. I apologize. Out barefoot golfing, I bet. We'll bleep it. In the rain. Um, what's his address? <laughs> um, Southern Fried Championship Wrestling returning to Loganville on Saturday. Mm. So if you want to get out, it's an outdoor event, so COVID safe. COVID safe. No masks. General election is $10. First row is 15 <laughs> Which, if you were going to go to one of these... Mm-hmm. Front row. Why are you... Holding five dollars. This is back. like this is like voodoo when it's, you can rent it for twenty or buy it for twenty five. Oh, yeah. You may as well just get twenty five. <laughs> uh, the winner of the ultimate battleground match is the new number one contender for the SFCW Heavyweight Championship. It's funny the sideshow I was a part of was called the Southern Fried Sideshow. Well, the Southern Fried Championship <laughs> Wrestling, if we if we want to give it a shot, is on Saturday. I have multiple obligations on Saturday. <laughs> Even if you were free, <laughs> probably wouldn't make probably the drive wouldn't up to make it out Bill. there because it's no. I'd have to get a luchador COVID mask to blend in. That's why, just out there generally, the further you get away from a city or a, a direct suburb of the city, masks the, become. <laughs> The, the lower the mask count gets and the higher the COVID death toll gets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because I feel like some of these communities, it's... This is a weird, tricky beast, this COVID. Because I just like, I think it like doesn't affect people. Mm-hmm. They're not... Get, they're not... Their family's not being directly hit. Yeah. So they're just... They think it's is yeah. what it is. Well, Whereas, like, so they don't live in these <clears throat> massive epicenters and they're not... Yeah, I mean, I hope like one year two years down the road somebody like compiles like news story after news story of just nobody told me I'm like yeah they did <laughs> and you just didn't give a fuck until it actually touched your home your home 
and, and, home base, and, and, and then all of a sudden you gave a fuck. But to be clear, I try to put myself in that another space, and I'm like, all right, the people I have known that got it probably should have died. I've known some diabetics, you know, and they seem to be all right. Come mm-hmm. out with the sniffles. Some people say they have antibodies, but they don't know when they had it. Right. Uh, so the people that I've known have had it, I've had a, a handful that said, yo, this is a beast. Mm-hmm. Like, I was sick for 8 to 10 days. I had 104 or 5 temperature, thought I was about to die. I, I've had that story. Yeah. But those are more rare, and it's not people that are in my direct line of sight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's not you. It's not my family. So if I was inclined to think differently... I would feel I can see where it's like, well, what the fuck is this? Other than just mm-hmm. the flu, and like the point you made a few weeks ago, if we if we covered if the news stories were if the coverage was the same for the as seasonal the flu, flu, yeah, yeah, as it how was for the, how the would it look? You know, and it, yeah, I think it's just a lot of old people dying. Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, we know that's generally the case, right? But now it's like. It makes the meme easier when you're like, I mean, wildfires aren't that serious. I mean, he probably didn't even die from the wildfire. He probably died from a heart attack before the wildfire even got there. Or smoke inhalation. Or smoke inhalation. I mean, that's not really, wildfires barely happen. It's like a regular wildfire season. It leaves that situation open. All buildings open. matter. Right. All buildings matter on that, which is another thing. <laughs> I finally want to have, because I, I know our audience now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I want to say to those who I don't know if you're listening. Because do, do, there are people still that I don't know, listen, right. that don't reach out like what our hardcore say, fans. Since we haven't been uh, on the air since 9-11 is hashtag all buildings matter. All buildings matter. <laughs> no, I, I in, the, in the week that... Yeah, but those two are the two. Yeah, exactly. In the week, in the week, in the days since. So 9-11 rolls around every year. Now, listen, I have been, I don't want to say guilty, but in the past, in a different America, mm-hmm. in a different time in my life, I, I have seen that day come and go and been really reflective and thought about that day where yeah. I was because yeah it's this I love the Facebook posts <laughs> because it's all, I'll never forget where I was <laughs> and everyone's like neither will fucking I, I let me tell you about my fucking I story I was sitting in the portajon on a job site 99 pushing out a wicked, wicked deuce well, Fredo down. I don't know why I went Fredo. I just did Susie. Look at Susie Sally. I was going to crank one out, but the diarrhea was <laughs> so bad, I just couldn't manage. Couldn't next manage. thing I know, my phone's ringing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's just this ridiculous thing where, like, I, I, and I would be like, you know, none of the stories are that interesting. And I always thought, at least my old man had an interesting one. He's on a plane. Headed to New York, mm. wondering what's going on. They're taxiing right. for like an hour. The guy, and they get that kind of over the intercom by order of the president of the United States. This plane, mm-hmm. not all planes, this plane has been grounded. So they're like, "What the fuck? This is there's no cameras. Right. There's no TVs in the in the plane at this time." The president ordered our plane. They get off the plane, and Dad, I mean, that's his memory is being like, oh, shit, because they came out of the concourse. There's TVs, piles of people just staring yeah. at TVs, and then they see as he came off the plane, the first building fell. Then they had an idea. So he's got, like, his ticket in a shadow box mm. from the day with a destination, New York, September 11th, time stamped, mm. all that. That's a mildly, <clears throat> not really, but mildly right. interesting story. No one else outside of a couple thousand people Right, like in a Seth, country Seth of Farland has a pretty wild story about because he was supposed to be on the Pentagon plane and he got and he missed the flight. Right. 
You know, I, that's what I'm saying though. Those those planes hold 160, 130 people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a, th- a few thousand, t- t- right. twenty five thousand people. Right. That's what I'll say. Right. I was in ninth grade biology class, and some of them aren't interesting. Some I of them was, are terribly sad. I was in ninth grade biology class, and I was super pumped when I found out we got to go home. <laughs> that's that's my point. But people use the day now. It's fucking it's befuddling their, to me. It's their Kennedy. They get, I remember where I was. I mean, I know it's their Kennedy, but listen, for, in the country as it is now, it's yet another way to, to drive the political stake home. Yeah. But what I'm seeing... Well, it was rah-rah America while W was still in office. Yeah, sure. Well, that guy. didn't last much longer. I mean, within two years, we were right, there's, we, we were right back at each other's throats between well, declaring well, I'm war... Saying, I'm saying the 9-11 uh, coming back around every year... Because he was while he was still in office, every nine eleven while W was still in office, when it would come back around, it was this big. Look, let's all take a moment and listen to yeah, well, big ears here tell us about so, so what all, all I'm saying uh, is on social Alex. media. What I'm seeing is that the, those who are inclined to think on the right side of the spectrum, mm-hmm. not all, but certainly a lot, it's nine eleven porn now. That's what it is. Right. Like one of one of my fucking idiot not really related to me but through marriage post this thing and it's just like every angle of the planes being into the towers Mm -hmm. and then it's every angle of it falling and then it's every terrified person running through the street while that dust plume bears down on you which I hate to say I actually came out and finally admitted to some people that I chuckle at that particular part do you want me to walk you through this because people don't As long as I can remember, I think oh, uh, I'm willing. To, I'm well, you don't have to explain. I'm willing to let, let me do it for the common person okay. that's listening, though, because I know you do. I was just like, a look of panic probably makes you laugh so much, <laughs> like too yeah, much. Like, like what, if, if people like okay, there's like one cameras in a listen, house are probably like porn for you. When I watched that live, there was no. I was horrified. Right, senior in high school, horrified. Didn't know where my dad was. Yeah, it's mm. okay. I'm not. You know, fuck it. I don't care if you're offended. Fuck it anyway. <laughs> There's one angle where they were a few blocks away. They, the, the thing comes down. There's a camera perfectly set up. People see this plume. Now, before, they had all been like like everyone else in New York, staring straight up, wondering right. what the fuck's going on in the world, yada, yada, yada. Now they're looking at what they can probably only associate looking back with is like a pyroclastic flow. It's like looking like a volcano is coming at you. Right. They don't know what's in that cloud. You don't have a clue what's fucking going on. Yeah. It's the best shot because as it shoots down this side street, you see all these people explode out of this street and go every which direction. Most of them turn right towards this camera. Mm -hmm. And as they turn, the ploof comes right behind them. So you've got like a group of 30 or 40. Like an avalanche. Panicked doesn't describe it. (laughs) But the... It's the right. it's the New York mix of it though. It's the everyman. It's the suit and tie. It's the cab driver. It's right. the guy that just ran out of the back of the kitchen of the place that's right there. And every you time like I a see lot this of variety in your panic video, when I see this this one particular it's video, a it's a hard for me to not just chuckle. And it's the same way in movies. It's a melting pot of horror for you. If there's a <laughs> if there's a vast crowd of terrified people running from something, yeah, I, I get a good hearty. 
And it's not. It's more than that. Like, it's. <laughs> I need to prep it. It's like, it's kind of sick, yeah. the amount of laughter that this. And I always think now, I was trying to walk someone through. I was like, Last I, man I, spins 9-11. I, it's not, not, yeah. It's not <laughs> laughter at the situation. Right. It's just like the, the, the nervous energy. Especially the 9-11 video where you know it's real. This isn't a movie. Right. The, the way that the, the, I, the nervousness, it's this, I guess it's like the same feeling when I tell Leah that I would absolutely run with the Bulls. Because I, that, that sense of like, oh, my God, it's the same feeling. Like I, when I see that nervous energy of people being running and terrified, it's mm-hmm. almost like I want it. Yeah. But I don't know what to do with it. Right. So now I just start busting out laughing. And everyone, and like, Leah's like, what is wrong with you? Like, she's laughing at me laughing, but she's like, why are you laughing at this? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm laughing at this. So that's. Like a dog catching a car. <laughs> what did I do with my car? <laughs> yeah. What did I do with my car? But yeah, I, I, I got really frustrated all that day with the, I'll never forget. Never remember. Uh, no one posted anything about Pentagon. You ever seen that? I never well, see anyone post anything about. The Pentagon having uh, it's a it, massive government building. Fuck those people. Yeah, that's about, that's about what they think. <laughs> it's just like, I don't It's more big government. I am missing them. Yeah. <laughs> I, it is like when it circles around now, I, A, I always think my friend Adam, who I've talked about on the show, he, his birthday was 9-11. So, uh, and he was always the kind of person to make very uh, poor taste jokes, you know. <laughs> I think when he was turning 18 in, our, in high school, he was begging for a Twin Towers cake. <laughs> it's just like, no. No. He's like, yeah, we do a Twin Towers cake. And then kind of like when like you have like little kid smash cake videos, I'll just come in with a plane and just... <laughs> it's like, no, you can't do that, man. You can't it's do too that. too soon, bro. So whenever 9-11 rolls around, I always think about uh, him a little bit. But I don't really dwell on the day. It's a bummer. And, if, and the, the thing about real-life bummers for me, like, I know that I'm mentally fragile enough to it's where... It's very if, fragile. <laughs> I know that I'm mentally fragile enough to where if I really dwell on a bummer, a, a, re, a, re, um, a real bummer, something that actually happened, it'll kind of ruin my day. Oh. So I tend mm. to just sort of peripherally go like, eh, it's nothing, I don't need to, I don't need to type on Facebook, hey... Remember, I'm here. <laughs> hey, 9-11. Like, when you, when you texted me about 9-11, like, my impulse was just to hop on Facebook and go, hey, happy 9-11, everybody. Uh, <laughs> that's honestly where I'm headed. I think I've made plans <laughs> for a year in advance to be like, listen, because after this year, it's going to be a crapshoot anyways. We yeah. don't know what America is going to look like next 9-11. A hellscape. Um, the top left half of the country will be on fire. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen there. Antifa is going to be running all the liberal cities. Uh, yeah, Trump. Trump's uh, militia, the fat fuck militia that are scattered throughout various parts of the southeast and like Ohio and Michigan. Like, like two random. They'll be shooting black people at random, claiming they were looting. Factions, man. Factions. But I'm just like happy 9/11 feels right to me. Happy 9/11 because like people will like it, right, and not. And they'll wonder, but they won't wonder enough. Well, I, I mean, the original 4th of July was surrounded in death, right? Wasn't it? Not particularly. Well, it, by way of death. You the know, whole date's wrong anyway. But Well, the point being, we fought a revolutionary war, everybody died, sure. and then we had July 4th, and we celebrate. Right? Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess. So, like, 100 years from now, are there just going to be 9-11 parties? 
Will uh, it? Yeah, you know, it pro- well, it depends, of course. Like, because think about the progression of funerals. Sure. I can remember when I was a kid, funerals were sad, solemn, you wear black or gray. Flat, flash forward to when I'm 18 or 20 and some, like, friend of my parents passes away unexpectedly in his 50s or 60s, we're not going to have a sad funeral. We're going to have a party and a celebration of remembrance. Okay. And there's beer and there's liquor and... Uh, barbecue on the back porch. It's like, holy shit, like, this is a cool funeral. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to celebrate. We're not going to be doing, like, you know, I think within the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, 9-11 is just going to be a fucking potato salad and pulled pork sandwich day. <laughs> I don't I don't disagree with your progression <laughs> of 9-11 as it pertains to a national holiday, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I certainly don't think that your, your metaphor of it works because... Cemet- or fu- deaths, funerals, processions, if you want to call them that, they've always been elements of the same throughout history. Like we get it, we think we get it from the Irish, the mm. happy, drunken goodbye. Oh. The Cajuns, one of the greatest. <clears throat> I won't say it was a f- funeral. I went with producer Burke down to New Orleans for his dad to visit his sister before she passed. She had, I think, it was a brain tumor, mm. but she was in the back bedroom dying. I would never have known there was a person that was near death in that mm. household. That, but that's the Cajun way, yeah. whether white or we're gonna get it in the ground. Well, yeah, <laughs> and then we're gonna eat. Do we go eat? And and then so I mean the idea that humans have celebrated or, or celebrated death rather than grieved death. I would actually say that that was more common through human history. But then again, lately in an, in, an, in an attempt to disengage, I'm trying to to do a you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get. Can't fully do it, but in an attempt to, I don't post anything anymore that's yeah. that's going to push any buttons, and I don't comment on anything. Although that, next year you are going to say Happy Nine Eleven, so that's going to stir some shit. That's fine. That's next I don't year. Think your grandfather's going to like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, I I thought about this the other day in terms of like being dis like d- disconnected. I want to mentally be where I was like politically at like eighteen. Well, I can I can remember me and my lunch friends. Adam was one of them. There's a couple of other guys. We're sitting at lunch one day. We were probably sophomores in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, com- blissfully unaware. Like to the degree that Banks is. Like if you bring up something political in the news with Banks right now at 23, he's like, "What? Yeah, he's no clue. Can't even take a stance." Yeah. And so it's even more intense when you're a sophomore in high school. And I remember we had this. This dude, he's one of these guys in the public school. He's a bus driver who's also a lunchroom monitor. He'd help organize books in the library. He was kind of a... He wasn't a janitor. Diddler. He was, yeah, he was an everyman. Yeah. <laughs> he had a finger in every pie. Or hole. Whatever. No holes, guys. No holes, guys. No, holes, guys. <laughs> no but I remember he came over to our table and uh, Adam just randomly said, Hey, Mr. Hobbs, what's liberal mean? Oh, like, that's how fucking clueless we were. And this being a public school and hold on I heard somebody knocking you know Mr. Hobbs told us how you know bad liberalism is you know but I just I think about it sometimes like I want to go back to that place mentally where I'm so fucking unaware Mm. that when you tell me so and so just got you know indicted I'm like what are you talking about you know like I have Mm. no fucking clue what you're talking about I'm just over here Folding letters and selling printing, <laughs> hitting golf balls at the driving range, beating off. Uh, I might. What I you know? Well, I, I, I'm just. I'm just over here I doing like the shit that I do. I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. I'm just cashing checks, paying the bills, kinda. Yeah. You know. No, I like. Oh, thank you for. Well, 
I was going to lead into what I was doing, but I think your path is similar with the golf and the jerking off. So uh, I am doing those things. I'm not, at night to go to my, sleep. my muscle in the back has healed. I, w- I went to the range and there wasn't any repercussions. I'm hitting the irons better. I'm getting a little bit of a golf <clears throat> swing in place. I'm doing that better. But no, I found that I was reverting back to what I knew. So I was watching a lot of documentaries about the Holocaust, the Third Reich, the Civil War, the Revolution, things that I would say I'm relatively well-versed in just because I was more comfortable. Mm. Because I kept telling Lee, I was like, because I know the outcome. Yeah. This is a controlled environment. Because no matter how bad the mistake or whatever this story is or how bad whoever won this battle, I already know what happened. He dies by suicide. He gets hanged at at Nuremberg. Right. (laughs) I I know that justice is done. Right. Kind of. You're right. Matter of perspective. But you don't understand what I'm saying. So I was like, I need to get get out of justice. I I needed to get out of that cycle. So I started listening to this lecture on early North American cultures. And it has really helped, man. I I say that without a joke. It's not really a joke. But it really has helped because if there's one thing I can take away that makes me feel a whole lot better since we last had a pod, Mm -hmm. and I was pretty pessimistic, I would say. It is the assertion, the absolute knowing a hard truth of life that all of this, we're all dead. Like, not just like, (laughs) not in the sense that every human dies. Right. No, like, the entirety of us will die. Right. Of fiery or dry or really cold or really hot or a new species comes. It's Definitely a gonna giant happen. Pangolin bat that sprays disease. Weird, like, like fucking Godzilla. You know, oh, like when you start to have a deeper appreciation, not just for the people that have lived on this continent, but generally speaking, and then you come back to just say, okay, well, let's talk about this continent because American history, people our age and younger, it's like, oh, this all started in 1492. <clears throat> Like, right. whoa, bro, you gotta understand. There was a cultures, city cultures, five, ten thousand people that had larger pyramids two thousand years before the Egyptians. Right. Like the, and these people were building scaffolding and making paintings, and these were masters of building. Like they had the same mental capacity we did, just mm-hmm. didn't have maybe some of the tools, didn't have the technology, technology yeah. didn't certain they're fucking hunting megafauna. We don't you know. Entire civilizations of man right. has lived and used the same brain power that we have. No different, nothing different at all. Thought just like us, had a language that was probably more nuanced and definitely more clear and related to the land than ours is, because English is fucking stupid like most <laughs> other other language, but this one's particularly stupid. Yeah. So, like, once I've been, and the more I got into this, I'm only halfway through and it's fucking deep. I feel better because I'm like, oh, it's just, yeah, of course we're all going to die. It's like, it's fine. I don't, I don't have to worry. It's like, I guess I've been fretting like America's going to end one day. I guess this could be it. like, no, it's now it's like, yeah, of course it was. Hmm. Of course this was all going to fucking go away. Like we can't like no cheese. Sean's response would be like, you know, I listened to a Ted talk the other day and we're going to have to invent our way out of this problem with our vast technology. Cheese is really bad for you. (laughs) Causes all kinds of inflammation. <laughs> oh, fucking that guy! We went to the driving range and we made a game of it. P- Producer Burke was there, we're, so we're picking targets and we're saying we're going to hit him closer. 
to show you how far apart me and him are on mm-hmm. most issues, it's like I look at the shot and it's like crystal clear I'm closer. Or I'm, I'm like, oh, I think I got this. And he hits it. I'm like, no way. He's like, it's, it's fucking crystal clear. He used the word, it's crystal clear. I say, it's crystal clear. We can have a conversation about, uh, here's why I think I'm closer. And I right. can see why you think you're closer. But like, Burke was like, well, I thought Sean was kind of closer. I was like, can you at least say that you're not crystal clear on it? <laughs> what the fuck? There's like, no way. It's all subject, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. But he... Even at the driving range, the guy's a tool bag. But nonetheless, the driving range is tough because even when you're just there alone, just hitting you, it, even with like twenty yard increment markers, you really can't tell. Like there's times when I hit my pitching wedge and then I hit my sand wedge, and I'm like, I think they both went the exact same distance. Yeah, well, I can't fucking tell. it's not really about that. <laughs> I, I don't. I like turning those situations into games because one, otherwise it's boring as fuck, and we didn't anticipate being giving 150 golf balls each. Two, <laughs> I did. It just makes it more competitive, which is fun. And three, yeah. it helps you practice, even if you can't gauge exactly how far right. you, you, you're, you're aiming, aiming at a target. Yeah. Yeah. You have an idea of what you want to do, and now you're seeing if you can make that swing accomplish yeah. that. The the range by my house has like an approach distance putting green in yeah. quotes. That's like. Somewhere between 50 and 75 yards from the Well, they weren't playing golf back in in the olden days. I don't Mm -hmm. know. But it's like what we don't know about these societies is fucking incredible. But it's really refreshing to me because, like, to get into that and not just be totally disassociated from all this fucking – all of our own nonsense that we've created and this mythology that – Somebody, this is the greatest it's ever been. Like somebody said in a podcast or a Facebook interview, I can't remember that they they genuinely thought that this last stretch of four years, everything's going is a blip, and it's a recoverable blip. That it, it will that the the ebb and flow of America it will right itself, and we'll get back to a. I certainly hope so. Some symbols. I, I hope so for our. The only thing that that really helps. Or kind of makes it harder, but sometimes helps too, is our kids. Right. Like, we get to say, like, we can't totally disconnect from it. Mm-hmm. We can't say, like, fuck it. I'll fucking do this. I'll, I'll roll with it. I'll, I'll. Like, mm-hmm. we have to constantly, oh, shit. Fucking kids have to live here too. Yeah. The thing is, though, like, if you think the way we do, for the foreseeable future, we live in a Republican controlled red state. For now. So, whether or not we it, vote is really going to have very limited impact on. No, no, it's just locally for state, me. Exactly, policies. Just, everything's local. So it's like I could go, and I I will. I'll vote my way. They put they put up uh, down in Buckhead, <clears throat> which is of course they would put this up in Buckhead, but it was a uh, no no cops no peace big old um, what do you call it? billboard billboard yeah. yeah. Put a few of them in a bucket because I was like the buckhead folks. They, they, they if anything, twenty twenty and even just the last four years. When you consider how many like when you consider how many Trump administration people have been indicted, arrested, and incarcerated, but you, you take that into consideration, you look at all the shit with twenty twenty political <sighs> scandals, yeah, cops, all that stuff. It kind of makes you realize there was a there was a time when I would sort of sit in judgment and look at countries like Russia or China that pose as capitalists. Mm-hmm. They have elections, but they keep reelecting the same guy. Well, they pose as democracies. They they're po- capitalists. Right. They pose as democracies, right. but they're, I mean, Vladimir Putin, there's no way he's actually getting And China doesn't. 
by the way. They're, they right, but they have they a function pro- as a democracy, but they're right. very much a. My point is, for a long time as Americans, communist. we could look at those kinds of countries that pose as a democracy, but are clearly rot with fraud mm-hmm. and sort of judge like look how fucked up that country's sure. rulers are and then you flash forward to America 2020 it's like oh, oh we're just like yeah. all those other countries yeah. it's kind of like when I was 20 and I was at a bible study listening to people make fun of full, Mormons just full of semen yeah just well not well yeah 20 yeah. no at 20 I wasn't full of semen that was 17 oh but I remember being at a bible study listening to people make fun of what Mormons believe and I was and I just in that moment I was like but the majority of the people in this room all believe that they have a gibberish private love language with God. <laughs> how is that any more, how is that any less ridiculous than believing that Joseph Smith read the new Bible off of gold tablets under a hat? Where did Moses get the tablets again? And they all, looked at me, they all looked at me sideways, and that's when I had my sort of Christopher Hitchens moment of like... You came in your pants. I was and like, you, oh, yeah, yeah, like, it's really easy, like... Uh, Christopher, he had a great quote. Was like, we don't have a whole lot uh, not in common. You don't believe in Islam or Judaism or Buddhism. He's like, I could go. You don't believe in uh, Zeus and uh, what, Greek mythology. You don't believe in it. And neither do I. I also don't believe in Christianity. That's the one thing we differ on. Right. He's like, I, he had like some quote of like, you don't believe in a thousand gods. Or no, you don't believe in 999 gods. I don't believe in a thousand. Mm-hmm. That's our difference. Yeah. And similarly to that sort of like, oh, shit. It, similar this year, I was like, America is just as fucked up as all the countries that at one point in time I would have gone, it's so fucked up how they have a democracy in Russia, but it's really all <laughs> bullshit. And then you flash forward to here and you look at gerrymandered districts and fucking Mitch McConnell's still in office. Oh, we're the fucking same. Yeah. Well, you know, we've never you been see, you see, you know, every once in a while, somewhere in Russia or Ukraine or Lebanon, or there'll, there'll be riots in the or France. There'll be riots in the streets. People are throwing cocktails at at police officers. Oh, what a fucked up part of the world that is. <laughs> and then you get to America in twenty twenty. It's like, oh, we're the same. We're not. We're, the same. We're, I, I we're, do, we're I, just like all of them. Well, we are very much. We're 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 not represented by the people we elect. No. And and we're like fucking ants. We have the ability, if we could organize, to take over. Well, yeah. But, but we never will. We'll just be like, oh, it's, it's, it's cool. I got my I got my sun kissed, and uh, I got my beach trip scheduled in two weeks, and uh, office is going to give me a $500 bonus next month. I'm good. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, but people you're are not. Always, people are Things can be so comfort. much better. People always take comfort before they'll challenge. Yeah, it, I guess any, any change... That's why they encourage drinking in North Korea. If you look at it, it's like a business. If a business decides they, they're going to change their entire route, because well, you know, regardless, if they're, if they're saying, like, we need to streamline, we're trying to – whatever the decision is, if they say we're going to make a drastic change to this business, mm-hmm. there's the collateral damage at first is incredible. Right. Tire, crew, tire people, I've worked here 25 years. Like, well, here's your – Slips. We're gonna need that we're, key back, and we're uh, switching to skis. You've got eight. Tires we'll give you an eight, eight. Yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna do tires. We're Michelin is. We're only gonna focus now. We're switching to sleds on sleds. Sled Good technology. old fashioned sled technology. We're gonna make snowmobile tracks. <laughs> we don't need you. So you physically take them <laughs> to the engineers. <laughs> well, not all the time. <laughs> Uh, what a, do what do you do here? I'm a goddamn people person. <laughs> what don't you people understand about that? 
I deal with the goddamn customers so that the engineers don't have to. <laughs> uh, yeah, but there's always collateral damage. There's always a period of, uh, of hurt, as I, I mean, to use simple terms. And most people, even though they might be on the side of a particular movement philosophically, uh, they are far, far unlikely to actually participate because of fear of losing the comfort. Right. And the comfort of and the comfort applies kind of generally because I'm saying the comfort of knowing what you're going to do tomorrow, the comfort of knowing yeah. that your car will be in the, in the in the driveway tomorrow, the comfort there's of a, knowing that every you, you'll have this bill to pay and you'll have the money to pay it. There's a great recent episode of the Rogan's podcast, which I know you don't particularly subscribe to, but he had a comedian friend on. I think his name's Tim Dillon. He's funny as shit. Because at some point in the episode, they were talking about America. He's like, people don't want to. Ch- people don't want change. People want pizza yeah. and chicken wings and a fucking nice car, mm-hmm. and that's all they give a shit about at the end of yep. the day. Nobody gives a fuck about what's going on. <clears throat> I think he's right. They I just think- want to blow loads and eat calzones yeah. and watch football. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I that statement is as true as it is untrue. There's no way to combat it because it's true. But it's also there are loads of people that would much prefer to live that don't give a shit about pizza, mm-hmm. definitely don't give a shit about football. Right. Want to live in a country that it doesn't look like we're all. It, I just want to live in America where I like. I know instinctively. You want it to be great again. If I go to Australia <laughs> and someone says, "Oh, you're you know you're from America," right away they have a built-in set of right. understandings and beliefs about who I am right. as a That's person. That's why you need the fuck Donald Trump T-shirt like the guy in France. Right. right. You have to project and say, "Well, I know I'm from Georgia, but believe it or not." I don't own any slaves. I don't know what yeah, you've heard. No, I had to have a very similar conversation with a number of New York relatives who had never been to the South. <laughs> it's like, but, eh, it's not but, all rebel But flags. now this 2020 America is just, it is on, it's like we're just projecting it out like a strip club with strobe lights to just to generally to the world to say, yeah. this is fucking who we are. And the thing is, that this is, is not a lap dance you This want. is who we are. We are the, we're people getting fucking Dookie stains on our white shirts at, at bad strip bars right now, and then and that I agree and I know disagree. exactly. Just like I said, that shit is happening and it's not happening. But here's why I disagree. Oh, we'll land of this. Somebody, there's a statistic out there somewhere about how many tran- about the percentage of transgendered people in American society. Where are we going with transgender? Okay, I think it's Von Hessler who used to bring it up when uh, I still listen. That guy's a fuck. He's gotten way worse. Oh, you should do it just for this year. For, for pod purposes. I'll listen. I'll listen to because it's funny episodes. when you were listening, I wasn't. Right, and it sounds like he was a decent fellow. Maybe this version. Even Tim Andrews is like not. It's bad, but continue. He used to bring up that uh, percentage-wise, transgendered people in America only make up something like thirteen percent of the population. That can't be right. It's, it's got to be lower than that. Thirteen percent is massive. Okay, that only strengthens my argument. What do you want to call it? Eight. I mean, let's just here. I'll I'll let's do a quick search on yours because it'll take me forever on my phone. But thirteen percent of people in the United States are transgender. That's one in ten. There's no way. Pop. One point three in ten That's percentage. 0. 0.6. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> okay. Not only was right. I right. right, it's a still a huge number. How many people do you think that is? Well, that depends. If we say three hundred million, so is, is that like roughly the population sure. of the United States? Yeah. So one percent of three hundred million would be three million, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So 
take that down to 160. There's 160 million. Carry the one. No, no, no. I just yeah. split it in half and add a little bit. Yeah. And you've got it. So like 1.6 something, 1.62, or um, yeah, about one. Yeah, call it call it one and a half million. Point six of the population. One right? and a half million people now, are transgender. Now, not taking anything away from transgender people. This is not an attack on the one and a half million people. transgender people. Right. Yes. A just by way of Twitter, Facebook, the news, uh-huh. everything, you would think they're surrounding us. Yeah. You would think they're everywhere. Yeah. If you were told there was one and a half million of them, you would think, oh, they have to all be concentrated in one hot zone, right? <laughs> it's like, actually, no. They're really fucking spread out, and they've kind of always been around. You're only more aware of them now because you're outraged on Twitter every day. Right. They're really not that much of a deal. They're not, they're not coming for your white picket fence community. They're spread out. There's probably a lot in, you know, liberal cities like New York and Los Angeles, and the right. rest are probably scattershot throughout the country. Sure, sure. It's 0.6 of the pop. But to to hear the left and the right, whether it's pushing transgender issues or bitching about transgender, mm-hmm. you would think that they were fucking everywhere. You would think that, well, clearly there's got to be at least 20 in my neighborhood, right? It's like, right. no, statistically, there's probably none in your neighborhood. Yeah. Similarly, with everything going on in the country... I think that it's not as bad as it looks. It just looks terrible because we're inundated with it by way of oh, media. social media okay. and okay. everything else. Yeah, I know. It goes back to what I said last week about what if the news, and pick your channel, covered seasonal flu the way they're covering coronavirus. You'd think the fucking world was going to end between September and February every year. <laughs> I don't. I think it's bad. I think you know police shootings are bad. I think Donald Trump's a cocksucker, and I hope he dies of coronavirus. Sure. There's plenty of things I don't like about the last four years sure. and this one especially. But I don't think any of it is as bad as we think it is because it's in our face to the same degree that 0.6 of the population is in your face when you start talking about transgender issues. It's like we. Everybody's calling the Eric Von Hester show. Talk about, oh, I think this bathroom sign bullshit is dumb. And blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's not going to impact you. I'm talking about 0.6 of the population. Let it go. Mm-hmm. And then when some liberal's like, they need a bathroom sign. Like, do you know one? Because I don't think you do. <laughs> so who is they? <laughs> I, I, again, I'll just counter disagree. But I don't really, I don't reflect it as an issue. Like we're, it's not like we're looking at small issues and blowing them up. And that's the problem. I'm saying, I, I, and my old man said the same thing. I have never seen a more two-sided America. Mm-hmm. That's what's more frightening to me. Whereas, other than maybe the Civil War, I didn't see that. <laughs> so right. I have never seen, and and people I trust and seem to feel similar that we are so polarized that there's no, there is nothing that can happen. Right. Like I think, like some people would say, a, a dark humorist might say, we could really go for an Islamic terrorist attack right now because we need something to bring us together. Yeah. Like, I again, don't think it would happen. 
What you're saying to me only highlights my point. I do think that we are split, but I think we're split for the same reason that liberals no. and conservatives get split over 0.6 of the population. No, when transgender bathroom signs were in the news, everybody on both sides of the aisle was outraged. Because there was nothing to talk about. That's a different story. That's, that's single-point politics. That's them scoring yeah. points when there isn't but anything again, to talk about. I think part of the reason it is so polarized is because everybody's logged in. If everybody would turn off their phone for a fucking day, they might calm down a little bit. I don't disagree with you on that, but I'm also saying my concern is not for transgender blowout just because they're .6 and that's the same as really pick your poison. Abortion, come on. How many people are actually out there running to the abortion clinics? Is this really the issue that you think it is? Right. Uh, Go on down the list of fucking single interest bullshit. That's all the same. It's not probably not going to go anywhere. But this, I mean, what's viscerally on display is is if an officer is shot. I mean, think about this when we were kids. If an officer was shot in the line of duty, it's a bad, sad story Mm -hmm. that we all get around Mm -hmm. and say, rest in peace, you know, set up, we go and be a part of the march or the funeral procession. And my dad did that one time. We pulled over to the side of the road and stood out and showed respect. Sure. All that. Now there's a a subsect. There's this 50% and it's growing Mm -hmm. because of what you're saying, because of the inundation, because we have this new tool of social media. Those are just symptoms. They're you know, it's they're just driving that wedge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I so I'm just saying, it's not the single issues. It's the fact I've never seen it so polarized to each end that there's. I've never seen it where there's no common, no one in the middle trying to scream and help. Now it's like people in the yeah. middle are just choosing silence because where the fuck do you even start? There's no like. Well, again, I think... But what's also not... This is also not funny. <laughs> I'll say that. I'm just going to throw that out there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> again, I think uh, there's a dude... I think his name's Brett Weinstein. He was on Rogan's show months ago. Jesus. He you created, and Rogan. He created something called the Unity Project. It's, 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 the, it's the same guy behind the idea of having Andrew Yang run for pre- co-president with like someone like General Mattis. Having a... Somebody that moderate conservatives like and somebody that moderate Democrats like, co-president. And his whole platform was, let's bring the same people out of the parties and have a real conversation in the middle and let the fringe elements just keep doing what they're doing. He created this organization. He got banned from Twitter by liberals for being, you know, a bootlicker. So what the fuck are you talking Like, you don't even have the opportunity to be in the middle. I think he got banned from Twitter. He might have gotten well. The, say the, something bad. Or well, he, no. The the whatever his group's called, they they got taken down. They got flagged and taken down. Well, he must. I would love to know. You just don't get. They can't just take you down. Twitter's not going to take you down just because <clears throat> liberals get mad at you. So you must have said something. Well, I, again, I think nowadays to oppose an extremist narrative makes you a, an enemy combatant. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's every, what's every, dangerous. Everybody, everybody on both sides of the aisle has taken on a godlike stance. If you're neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out. Well, the newest one for me that I enjoy is the the movie I said we should watch, which probably was for the best, given the Aaron Carter bit we did. But <laughs> this Netflix film that's that's going around about the French girl dance team that yeah. had some rather racy, I guess, like twerk or something. I, yeah, 
Uh, again, like twelve, so they shouldn't be. There's a whole story there. I don't know what the story is, but mm-hmm. Netflix stands by it and says it's a coming of age story, much like any number of other movies. This one's in France. I don't know if that makes a difference, but you would think the reaction from uh, my favorite reaction these days is from my libertarian friends, who are basically just Republican light now. They're just it's fucking ridiculous. But mm-hmm. he's like, "Well, that's it for Netflix." If you if you're on my friends list and you're, I, I was like, oh, here we go. Like, <clears throat> if you support Netflix, I mean, you're pretty much done because you're basically a pedo. <laughs> and, uh, QAnon is real. Yeah, QAnon's real, bro. And, like, he punches, just pontificates this bloviation of fucking self righteousness because he's. Is this Alan? He's, no. <laughs> he screenshots his fucking Netflix can- cancellation. Mm. Okay, the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. And says, oh, well, we're over it. I'm taking my family. We're going to just be outside more. And I, was, I just wanted to be like, you fucking libertarian piece of shit. All you post on here is like third party nonsense, mm-hmm. but you take some hard stand. You know what? Five billion dollars a year on pageantry in this country. Right. A whole fucking show from Always Sunny centers around child pageantry. Right. And 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 let's start talking about the TV shows we've seen on Bravo, Girls Dance of Dallas. Right. We've got dance ten year old dance moms, mm-hmm. you know, putting their girls in four layers of makeup and leotards and going and traveling shows. These yeah. are bi- where was your fucking rage? And I, every one of them. Not watched it. Yeah, they are not fucking watching that shit. They're just regurgitating something that was forced down their throat by Tucker Carlson. It's fucking gross. Yeah, and that's for me. That's like I can't stand it because I'm like Democrat, Republican, all you fucking people. You share nonsense, mm-hmm. but these righteous stands that I'm seeing from these Netflix cancelers was enough for me to. So rather than respond, mm-hmm. and it's not even me trolling anymore. I'm giving them my actual reaction to their post. It's just to put the laugh one. <laughs> Most of it's super serial. Like they're like pedos, guard the kids, and I'm like, ha, 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 ha. I just laugh. Hillary's coming for your kids with your pedo pizza. I ring. just laugh at it, and I, I don't, I don't say anything because I, I was like, that's what I'm doing. I'm laughing right. at your fucking nonsense. Well, I think, I mean, to a larger point. I mean, would, I, listen, before I ever accuse someone, a, 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 a streaming service or, or a person. Mm-hmm. I need to see, you know, like I'm probably going to peruse the show. I'm not going to watch the hour and 40 minute movie or what whatever if it is. It's really compelling. I, I'm just saying, I'm going to give, I'm going to watch it. And I'm like, if it gets, it's French. Fast forward here. If there's anything that makes me fucking feel gross yeah. I, and without context, I'll be like, hey, this was kind of fucking iffy. Yeah. But for me to just be like, fuck you, Netflix. Like, yeah, fuck I don't, you, because in six months, you're going to be right back what you here. What start doing to all of your outraged libertarian friends is, is hot-linking the Gaspar No movie. Right? Oh. Well, if you're pissed off about this, <laughs> then you're going to really hate this. He comes on the camera lens. <laughs> She's of age, though. She's of age. No, I mean, I don't know anything about this movie. There's, there's two ways it could go. It could be a great coming-of-age story that Tucker Carlson is just pissed off a, a faction with. Or you could turn it on and it could literally open with like a slow montage of like <laughs> close-ups of 12-year-old girl butts twerking sure. and it's going to make you uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, I'm ready for that. I'm not going to want – I mean like I said, I just – I would not take some – especially online because fuck you. 
Mm-hmm. But like, I would not take some stand on something until I had at least a basic understanding of it. When did, when did people stop at least doing moderate research? Did you? Oh, I'm glad you said that. There's a story I saw. It was an Upworthy story. I saw it last night about a trans, not transgendered, a transsexual anarchist Satanist mm-hmm. who ran unopposed as a Republican sheriff somewhere in, I want to say, Nevada mm-hmm. and won the nomination by oh. like a 4,000 vote landslide. Oh, well, yeah. And... And then after it became, after, you know, they announced who won the nomination for the Republican Party for sheriff, everybody in the outraged, like they had gotten duped. Right. And her point, she's, she got interviews. The whole reason I did this was to prove that nobody really pays attention to what they're voting for. They just go to the booth, they look for the R, and they put their name next to it, and they leave. Said all, she said all 4,000 of those people are all outraged right now that I duped them when I never duped them. I made myself perfectly clear. I have a website. I had a platform. Her slogan was fucking uh, fuck all police. Like, she said, I couldn't have been more blatant. But 4,000 plus people just showed up to the polls and put a check mark next to the R without doing any research whatsoever. And now I'm their candidate and they can't do anything about it. I need to see this story. It, I think it was on Upworthy. And she, she's like, I'm not only a transsexual, I'm an anarchist. I want to destroy the system from the inside out. And I'm also uh, a certified high priestess of the Church of Satan. Right. Like, I couldn't be less of a Republican. And they, like, want to recall her. They're all pissed. And, like, the, like, the system's like, yeah, but you voted for yeah. it. Like, you, you could, did this. You could have looked up who you were voting for. Yeah. None of you did. You can't, you can't, you can't be, do a recall just because you didn't look up. You can't be mad. Yeah, like, you showed up. You put a check mark next to the R, and you left, and you did your. You voted down the party line. Turns yeah. out the, and her point was like everybody has this confidence that the system just works. That whoever, surely somebody smarter than me, vetted yeah. the Republican nominee. It's like no, they didn't because you're just I'm your nominee, <laughs> me. Transsexual anarchist Satanist. Satanist covered in tattoos, hates your ideology, and I'm going to be your sheriff. <laughs> Because here's the thing. She's running against a Democrat and a Republican majority. <laughs> so what are they going to do? Lose. They're going to either vote for the Democrat sheriff they don't want, or they have to vote for the transsexual anarchist <laughs> Republican that they all chose to nominate during the primaries. Dude, this is actually, okay. I mean, if we're talking about strictly in terms of election strategy, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Because you say, I'm going to get into office. I'm going to get into office. Now I'm going to be running against a Democrat. Either way, you've already won if you're trying to to troll an entire city, right? Because, like, you're mad now. But what do you get? How are you going to be mad? Are you going to are you going to be super mad and and vote Democrat? Or are you going like, to? That's fucking brilliant because it's just lose lose for that city. Uh, I can't find. I will have to go on. Uh, oh, there it is. Transsexual. Yeah, there it is. Transsexual. This is Fox, Fox News. Yeah, wins GOP nomination for <laughs> New Hampshire. Oh, I think it's New Hampshire. Maybe New Hampshire. I don't know. Roll down. I thought it was thought Fox it was- News. A- Aria DeMezzo's slogan is "Fuck the police." Yeah. Everything was legit. Everything was registered. She had. She had a, utterly uh, and hopelessly broken. <laughs> oh my God! Says so she had. There she is. There's their. There's their future sheriff. <laughs> and she's running against a Democrat. Yeah. She ran unopposed for the Republican nomination. 
Got it. On Friday blog post, Mezzo says she opposes a system that allowed thousands of people to walk into a voting booth and vote despite abs- knowing absolutely nothing about the person they were nominating to the most powerful law enforcement position in the county. <laughs> Quote, I'm running for sheriff because I oppose that very system, and the sheriff has the most hands-on ability in Cheshire County to oppose that system, the system that let you down by allowing me, the friggin' transsexual Satanist anarchist, to be your sheriff candidate in the same system I'm attacking. I'm sorry, I know it hurts to hear, but that system is a lie. Holy <laughs> shit. Put this... I want a flag with Aria DeMezzo. I want her to run for county, yeah. state, senate. I want her. That's the thing. I read more about her. She has. She's run for all kinds of shit before. And here's the funny thing. Some local dude figured this out. There's one guy who figured out what she was doing. And so he tried his best through social media and mail to get the word out and write me in. vote Because she was expecting to lose through write-ins. She was expecting someone to catch on and to lose through write-in votes because she was running unopposed on the ticket. And that she got like 4,300 votes. That dude who tried to beat her, he barely touched 400. <laughs> He's like, I, and he did his damnedest, according to the article I read, to try and circumvent. Well, what's the best about it? That's Fox News, bro. Yeah. That's a Fox News article. Yeah. Well, and I saw it on Upworthy. Oh, that's so it's so it's so much sweeter to read it on Fox News, though. Sure, yeah. But fuck, that's a genius idea. Because I've seen, I mean, I know people that, I mean, come on, no, 99% of the people that go vote don't fucking know anything about the propositions, mm-hmm. the actual stuff that you want to know. Right. You don't, like, do a just a quick read to be like, because some of that shit matters, even if yeah. it's a yes, no. Yeah. Regardless of your, your political leanings, everybody's guilty of it. I'm guilty of just putting my name next to a D without actually I, doing the research. I'll be honest. I... Typically, do my just the most baseline research on the propositions that are going to be voted on. So the yes/no stuff. I do as well, as best I can. Some the, of it. The over people my head. lately, it's not even uh, if if there's an R, it's hard out. Yeah, I told you this a couple weeks ago. Like so, but if I don't know who the other candidate is, or if it's an incumbent not running, which is usually what's happening, incumbents right. not getting opposed, I do write-in votes. I, people get mad at me. It's not, I mean, it's not anything wrong. I'm, I'm in there for a minute. Like, most people, if it's a line, they're mm. wondering, like, what the fuck? Because I'm putting Elmo or, you know, <laughs> fucking Dr. Evil, whatever I want to put in these write-up votes. Just because, yeah. like, I know someone's tracking it. I'm similar. The last, like, I remember when I voted for John McCain, because I was. I think that was the first time I voted for president. 2008. Um, maybe second. I don't remember if I voted the one before or not. Mm. But I remember I voted for him because I remember liking him, war veteran, hero, mm-hmm. although Trump says otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, at that age, I was just like, yeah, you're supposed to vote Republican. That's what everybody in my mm-hmm. family does. It's the South, man. <laughs> uh, but I remember for the rest of the ticket, I was looking for libertarian candidates. I was like, I'm not going to, like, I'm going to vote for the third party. Like, I was taking some sort of stance there. I really didn't know. But, like, the last major election I voted in, I did my best to research the propositions. I didn't understand all of them. So, the one, truthfully, the ones I didn't understand, I just skipped. Like, you don't have to vote. No. You, you can, can leave, you can leave yeah. it. And I was like, I don't understand this Fulton County T-Splost text. I don't know. I'm just going to – I'm not going to weigh in here because yeah. I don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah. And generally when I'm voting, I'm usu- I know most of the people I'm voting for. I don't always. But, yeah, I mean, now if it's an R, it's Does hard Banks pass. vote? I doubt it. Think he'll vote this time? I doubt it. 
Really? I don't say. How many of our listeners do you think percentage-wise vote? Um, Rusty vote? Rusty probably votes. I don't think I've ever seen his I voted sticker post. I don't make those. No. I don't Human beings with actual personalities I, don't. I try not to take the sticker. In fact, there's been times when I... I don't take the sticker. I feel like a, a Larry David moment when they're like, here, take your sticker. No, oh, I don't want the sticker. It is a Larry David moment. I don't want the sticker. I don't want the sticker. You, you gotta take the sticker. I must take the ripper. I don't want it. I don't want the... Why do you not want the ripper? <laughs> Uh, I don't want the sticker. I don't want the sticker. I'll bet RBK votes. I know Superfan Allen probably votes. Oh, yeah, well. He <laughs> wastes it. Fucking Jill Green. Uh, Bur- Burke's a voter, for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I think well, maybe. Have, I don't yeah. know. Burke's, he could be a big time talker. He's, he's never just a very opinionated non voter. Very opinionated non voter, yeah. I'm sure he might Brian, abstain. I'm sure fact checker votes. Well, he just votes for whoever Lauren says to vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if. Uh, if uh, Matt and Perth can vote, do they have elections over there, or is it? Uh, it's just a Martin Joe who is in charge all the uh, time, right? I think he appoints. Right, and it's like Guzzoline, our bullet guy. I like, you're Guzzoline. not voting for Gastown. You just no, get Gastown. You just get Gast. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a. You were here. Speaking of fact checker, um, he's coming to town this weekend for Miles's birthday. Oh, there's this. I think it's just immediate. I think it's a coronavirus thing, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's just an immediate family gathering for her birthday. Aww. So they didn't do a big thing where everybody's getting invited. But ever since he learned, I think by the podcast, that I'm hitting the links, he's been wanting to do golf, you know. Because right. I think much like you, like the day you found out I was interested, I think everybody in my family is just kind of like, what? I, you? I didn't really have a that. I was excited, but I definitely didn't see it. I was not surprised, though. Because if there was, like we said, if there was ever a sport that kind of matches yeah. your general flow and, you know, look, mm. it would be golf. I don't see you playing tennis. Well, the great thing about, well, yeah, that's too much exertion. Exactly. Get golf reminds, golf's a lot of sitting. I do get winded playing golf, though. Yeah. Because I'm really trying to. Because you're fat. Yeah, yeah, we're trying that. too hard. I sweat a lot. Yeah, well. That's in the jeans. <laughs> it's so frustrating, too, to be on the range, like on a day like today when it's 65 degrees and everybody looks like they're so comfortable and I'm just pouring sweat. <laughs> can't, just, get, can't get a grip on the clothes. Just pooling sweat. <laughs> and I'm constantly grabbing a towel for my right hand. No, but... Uh, so he's coming down to he's play coming, around? Well, there, we're, me and him and Banks and Dad are going to do uh, 18, or try to do 18, on Saturday morning before the little birthday party. Man. And it was, we we pitched this idea, and I was like, i got to go practice some more. Like I, I make a habit of going to the range two or three times a week, if I can, on the way home from work, maybe early on a weekend day. And last Thursday... Like, I'm not patting myself on the back here, but I was having the best range day I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I was hitting my four iron off the deck 200 plus yards. Mm-hmm. I was, I had a moment where I was like, is this real or is this a dream? Like, because I'm never hitting that pure, that well, that many times in a row. Mm-hmm. I actually had a moment where I stood back and said, anybody else seeing how good I'm doing right now? <laughs> like, I couldn't believe it. I left with an endorphin rush. Sure. Every drive, I hit 20 drivers. They were all 250 yard carries. They were straight. I was like, holy fuck. Like I finally tapped into something mm-hmm. here. My, you know, you know that feeling, and this is real golf heavy, but you know that feeling in your downswing when you create that lag and it's almost like the club's just falling and you're holding on. Mm-hmm. I was in that pocket with mm-hmm. every, I went from four iron all the way to pitching wedge and I was just blown away. Mm-hmm. Somehow or another, I found that groove. And I was super pumped for our golf game on Saturday. I was like, I'm going to get to show my three athlete 
my two athletic brothers and my athletic dad that this fat lump of shit can do something. <laughs> and then I went to the range yesterday. Are you proud of me, Dad? Do yes. you love me now, Dad? <laughs> Pretty much. I'm good at sports, too. I'm good at sports, too, Dad. Then I went to the range yesterday. And you are, son, but Brian's slightly better. <laughs> but then he went to the range. You ruined it. I went to the range yesterday. Yeah. And... I looked like a person with a severe brain injury mm-hmm. trying to hit a golf ball. Fat, thin, toe, heel. I didn't get a single ball in the air other than with my wedges because I just kind of half swing those anyways and mm-hmm. I can find the bottom. I, can I ruin this mystery for you? This, these things will happen the more you play actual golf rounds. Really? Too. Yeah. I had, I've had that round where I got in my car and I literally said, what was that? That was the greatest round of golf I've ever played. Should I try like, to get on the pro see, tour? When you get, yeah. Should I quit my? Well, I don't have a job. Should I leave my I wife think and I kids? Start competing for uh, money. Yeah. No, like more. more what is often happens, what almost all the time happens, is you when you get in your car for a round of golf, you go through all the fun shots, and they're rare. Mm. The really good drive on six, or right. the, the chip at. Ten that went to a foot, or the one you putted from forty feet that dropped in the hole, like mm. a handful of shots. When there are rounds like like you had at the range, not the same but similar, where you get in your car and you you can't you're going through like fucking I hit everything. Yeah, I hit everything well. Like you're like what well, I think I hit I, I lost did, did, I, did I use a one ball and just like. Yeah, like drives were straight. Bad shots were okay. Yeah. Even bad shots were salvageable and just off the edge. Or, mm. yeah, I've had rounds like that for sure. They, so there's days where you just are in that flow. But when you're not a professional and you have no idea how to corral that, <laughs> you go out the next day yeah. and you're like, guys, let's put 100 on it. <laughs> and then you start and yeah. you duck one off to the right. And you're like, wait, bro. Like every, and then now I think you're. I just hit that with the heel of the club. I didn't even touch the. Yeah, face. and now you're like chunking balls like you've never hit one before, and psychologically you're you're that's done. The, that's the bitch of it. Because I yesterday when I started first three shots, I was right back in that group. I was like, yeah. look at this, look at me hitting the. Seven <laughs> I love iron. the thought of you. Look at is anyone seeing this? Well, is just, anyone seeing because, what I'm doing over here? The, if I've been to the range a hundred times this year, yeah. 90, <laughs> 90 of them were shitty. I finally had a good one. Like I was, I was moving my hips the right way, and yesterday I started off with three great shots, and then I topped one. Uh-huh. And as soon as I did that, it was all gone. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. You had one good run, probably 150 great swings in a row. You topped one, and the whole thing fucking. It's came just because it, at that point I was in my head, and I was trying to relax. You know, drop my shoulders, not squeeze the shit out of the club. Mm-hmm. The dude that runs the range, he gave me. He didn't do. We didn't do a lesson. He was like, "I'll tell you this: you're squeezing the club too hard. You know, if if you're squeezing at a ten, you know, you want to find a five. You know, you know, if you're squeezing, you're creating tension in your arms, and that's why you're topping the ball. So that and you're not staying over it. Mm-hmm. And just that little conversation helped. But for some reason, after I topped it, I was in my head, and every shot after that, thin, fat, toe, heel, toe, 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 toe. I was like, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> And so I went home, had dinner with the kids, and Albrey loves going there, and she's been begging me forever. I want to go at night when they turn on the lights. I want to see the lights. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, we can go. 
And I said, well, we'll go back because I got to recover from whatever the fuck that was. Mm-hmm. Took her back at night. Just bought a small bucket this time. She's mm-hmm. over there hitting her driver. She's She's got a, a ground ball hook, but she loves doing it. Mm-hmm. And even with my wedges on the second on the trip back, it was just all fucking shit. Yeah, meanwhile, uh, Dad's cursing and spitting and sweating again. I, I got home, Kristen nine. was like, how was it this time? I said, if I do what I did today <laughs> on Saturday... Brian is going to think I've been lying this whole time. It's all been catfished. Like, like I'm, I'm going to have to rely on Banks to give me some credit from the first time we played when I actually made some decent contact mm-hmm. here and there. Because that, that if was, you go into this like that, you're, you're going to have a struggle out there, man. I'm going to just, just go play go golf. In, I'm going to try and go in relaxed. Just go play golf. And one here's the thing too. In hindsight, after like giving it a day and going back to some of my YouTube videos that I like, Danny Mod, Rich Shields, those guys that give you swing pointers, I immediately realized like I wasn't shifting my weight at all. I was leaning back on every hit, and that's why I kept fucking topping the ball. So I was like, now I want to go back with a cleaner head and try to try to do it again. But like, the, so cl- try to clear that mechanism. When you're out there, you know, when you inevitably, mm-hmm. when Brian and Banks and your dad are mm-hmm. standing there forever behind you on the tee box. And you're <laughs> Don't adju- make me hit first. You're, you're adjusting and it won't matter, first yeah. or last. But you're up there adjusting and you're fucking thinking about it and then you inevitably top one or slice one hard right. You got to be thinking, all right. I thought about taking a small hit off the vape pen before we get started. Whatever you need really to do, unwind. whatever you need to do. But I'm saying when you when you inevitably have a shit shot, it's mm. laughable, right? And you will, yeah. Whether it's early or whatever, just reset then and be all right. If your keys sound like move my hips, mm-hmm. transition my weight forward, get the club coming down, you know, yeah. like all the things that you already know how to do. If you start saying, all right, let's focus on this now and not be like, oh, shit, I can't wait. I don't want to hit another ball. Because what happens is you do that mm-hmm. and you're like, fuck! And the next one you're like, oh, God, here we go again. <laughs> and you are. You are going to go again. Everybody watch me slice into the woods. <laughs> Anybody want to fucking watch me lose a ball? <laughs> fuck! You know, all of it will come. Yeah. And so what you have to do is start thinking, just like you said, like rather than do two range sessions before you come home and you start watching your videos again, just go right to that video mindset and be like, all right, let me... Keep my shoulder underneath my chin. Let yeah. me keep, you know, start the weight with the hips. Open up it's, the fucking hips. The real all the things from the first time we went out well, there. Get those hips. Well, up. and the two times that we played with my brother-in-law and Banks are great examples. The first day we went out, we managed to miss that whole storm. It was like seventy degrees. Everybody was having a good time. I had some decent hits for it being my second time on a course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Banks had that bomb three iron drive on a par three. <laughs> You know, it was a fun day. Yeah. The second day we went out, we got stuck behind that twosome that was trying to, you know, putt every hole <laughs> and fucking ended up having to drive around people, skipping the last three. And right. everybody was pissed that day. Like, it's a good microcosm of the way this I was mad more go. that day because I almost, I was, what, a foot away from a hole in one and not none of y'all saw me actually hit the ball. I actually thought I had the hole in one. Right. And you're like, no one saw it. I was like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> in the end, it's best that no that you didn't have it because you it would have been a... You would have been alone celebrating it. Ooh, your girl changes subject. Headline, Emily Ratajkowski, mm-hmm. your favorite, accuses photographer Jonathan Leader of sexual assault. Mm. He says she's lying. You know, I won't go into too much <laughs> I won't go into too much detail on that on that note, but there's a person I know uh, in the tattoo community. Mm-hmm. 
who um, <clears throat> just yesterday or two days ago, it was on Monday, she shared this rape story with the world on Instagram about two other tattoo community people I know who all, who worked together at a shop, basically about getting like double team raped in like the back room of this shop. Wait a minute, this is in Atlanta? Yeah. Okay. And this was in 2014, and she had told people about it in 2015, according to this story she wrote, and just from telling people about it, she got a non-court-ordered but still attorney-authored cease-and-desist letter from the, this main guy that she was accusing. Like, if you keep saying this shit... He basically sent her that letter and then also privately threatened to blackball her out of the tattoo community. There's a very... The tattoo community in every city is very tribal. Sure. You know, shops have allegiances. You know, I picked up printing work because of that because this dude that everybody was going to started printing for Southern Star when they were new. And Southern Star was a big middle finger to Liberty Tattoo because they opened up right across the street and a lot of those guys left. It became this whole rift. And so when a bunch of Liberty Tattoo friend shops found out that Southern Star was getting their printing from the same guy, they all said, well, fuck that guy. And they started sending me shit. Mm. It's very tribal. And they will blackball you. They'll run you out of town. You won't be able to work at any shop. You know, so being the age she was, the time it was, being single, not wanting to get blackballed and lose her apprenticeship, I guess she stayed quiet about it. And then on Monday, she wrote a very detailed depiction of what happened between her and these two dudes. And it's just wild reading the comments because you've got all, there's this new movement now tracking on Instagram called Tattoo Me Too about sexual assault, mainly obviously women within the industry. Mm. And you've got hundreds and hundreds of posts about pe- people supporting her and, you know, saying, I'm sorry that happened to you. That sucks. Fuck that guy. Da, da, da. And here and there, you've got people who still work there, who still work for him or maybe related to him. Like, it's fucking bullshit. Everybody knew you were a whore back then. Blah, 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 mm. blah. And it's just like, I, I was like, this is, this is so, like, it's so tough to hear. And then you, it's like, I believe her, but I also knew back then, because I remember somebody telling me, like, she did have that reputation. Because all these people on Facebook that were dissenters were saying, just because you got too drunk and regretted a decision you made the next morning doesn't mean you got raped. That's what everybody in the dissent column was saying. Oh, it's touchy now. And I was, so it's one of those things where you're like, women actually do this. I mean, Leah said it too. She's like, I, I mean, there's a fine line between regretting something that happened mm-hmm. and saying that was a fucking shitty choice. I can't believe I fucking let that guy plug me from behind and suck that other guy off. Right. I probably shouldn't have that much to drink. But these, these, and this is what the wider world, the, the woke, would be freaking their fucking minds out. And this is never okay. And it isn't. No, it's not. But if there was ever a time when those three drunk people were just talking and they, like, we should have a threesome, and you just did the shit and there was never any, like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know more about the story than I do. Yeah. I'm just saying that I, I, I hope, <clears throat> because as a good man who would never rape somebody, but. Found myself in situations. But thought about no, it. No, no, no. That's the wrong way to go. But as someone who would, as rape. someone who wouldn't rape, but sometimes they no, like as someone who wouldn't rape, but has found myself in situations where three or four people are really drunk. Mm-hmm. Ideas get floated. Sure, things almost or maybe do happen. I would certainly 
hope that there would be some benefit of the doubt for me to be like, well, hold on. I didn't rape anybody. We right. had this weird Vicodin tequila conversation, and then we all got naked in the bed. Mm. I don't even – I'll be honest with you. I'm not even sure what happened after that. Right. As far as what happened with them, but I, I left. I didn't rape anyone. I would hope there's some some there needs to be that guilty right or innocent until proven guilty thing. And so with her story, though, I don't. I mean, maybe you can speak well, more to the actual. Well, I mean, that's about it. The thing that I haven't done was it a situation where she just had too much to drink and according well according was it to a blackout her, that she woke well, up? No, to? according to her, her whole story, a group of them were hanging out at a bar. They stayed there till close. And they went back to the tattoo shop to keep hanging out and keep drinking. And next thing you know, they're just kind of forcing themselves on her. And it's that it's sort of like a movie scenario, kind of like when Clint Eastwood rapes that woman in, uh, in uh, whatever that fuck movie is where he, he pretends he's the devil. Eventually, she just gives in. Yeah. That's basically how the story went. The thing about this is, I, if you told me, I know those two guys. If you told me that they forced themselves at some point or another on a woman, I believe it. Yeah. I, I believe it about that. I just about that community in general. As many tattooers as I've met since I first started getting tattooed, I can count on one hand how many of them are salt of the earth, decent people who are part of an eccentric lifestyle. Right. The rest of them, fucking live to get rowdy. Drinking Jack Daniels, staying up all night, chain smoking cigarettes, bad intentions, carrying knives, guns, probably wouldn't feel too bad about continuing to have sex with a woman while you're both drunk, even after she said, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. You know, because that's generally how that that goes, I think. Right. It's probably everybody starting, and then at some point she's saying, I don't want to do this, and they're going to just keep going. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was true. But the thing that I want to dig deeper in, I have a friend who used to work there a long time ago. Who Where did also, we get here? Uh, Research? You're, no, you're Emily Ratajkowski thing. Oh, right, right, right. My point is, I know somebody else who used to work there, and I want to ask them, you know, were you around back then? What's you, what, you know, because in fairness, and she even said this in her write-up, she had a reputation back then for sleeping around with tattooers. So... Mm. You know, when you know that's the reputation, it's like, well, but then you hear this account is like, oh. I will say I don't have uh, having no tattoos and certainly no frame of reference for the community. I did know a girl that seemed to get caught up in it. I, I did see some of the collateral damage from afar. She mm-hmm. met a guy, got some tattoos. They went. She got went crazy with it. Arms, mm-hmm. legs. She kept going back. She was like spending all her time there, though. Yeah. Like even when she wasn't getting tattooed, they would be at the shop drinking or whatever, <clears throat> playing cards. This girl talked about something similarly in her write-up. Well, she ends up sleeping. So the guy that she was with was like friends with the tattooers, but she mm-hmm. ends up sleeping with one of the tattooers. And then one of the other tattooers is like, "Oh, you might as well go ahead and tell." Your boyfriend, because this this shit is never. It's not like this is a community where that's not going to get found out. <laughs> like he basically told her, like if yeah. he did it, he's going to open up to like the tattooer that fucked this girl was yeah. like he's like he's actually a good dude and he's never going to be able to uh, not say anything. Guilt's going to just fucking eat mm-hmm. through this man. Yeah. So she was like, you might as well just get it out there. So then she got it was like this whole fucking snafu, mm-hmm. and then she gets pregnant by it was like fuck all this because she walked into a fucking tattoo shop yeah. with some guy. Well, the thing this girl said in her story is very true. Tattoo artists are very charismatic. And when you're a young girl and all of a sudden, like, the dude who owns the shop is being nice to you 
and giving and you know tattooing you and letting you and inviting you to hang out with him and his staff at tattoo parties, making you feel special. Like there's a power dynamic, especially if you have some clout. If you've got thirty thousand followers on Instagram and people fly in from out of state or out of country to get tattooed by this guy at three hundred bucks an hour, you're kind of a celebrity within that world. And mm-hmm. if he's showing interest in you, it's like, ooh, I, it makes you feel giddy. And then he takes advantage of you. So it's just a Hollywood producer. This is an age-old story in, well, in the, a very particular The thing that I culture. know to be true about a lot of tattoo artists is that they are manipulative. Because I remember a very good friend of mine who I'm still friends with to this day who's a tattooer. He's in his 40s. We were hanging out one day at a bar, and I just I just said to him, like, you know, you act stupid sometimes, <laughs> but I know that you know everything that's going on. And he just kind of looked at me, like, sideways down his nose, and he just kind of, like, nodded and, like, took a sip of his beer. Like, he basically acknowledged it. And we talked about it later. He's like, it's a defense mechanism. Mm. Like, in this industry, people are looking to shortchange you, take advantage of you. They know you you charge 150 an hour, and they sat for three, and they only brought 300 bucks. Like, so being a little aloof, being a little forgetful it's kind of a defense mechanism that way people can't quite get a read on you because mm-hmm. you're kind of hard to read and i kind of called him out on it and i was and then it made sense but that's true you know that's his defense mechanism but it's also true in a offensive sense as well where tattooers will act aloof or, or they'll play you or manipulate you i i I remember this dude, this accused, this accused dude. He and I got into like a, a brief moment one time. Where we were talking about what was owed, and I could tell he was trying to get more money out of me than what we had originally talked about. And I could also tell he's used to people just folding. I was like, "No, man, that's not what we said." And I just kind of stood firm for a second. And he looked at me, and the room's quiet. And he's like, "Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. We did. Yeah, I remember now." It's like I could tell you were just waiting on me to buckle because mm-hmm. you're who you are. Mm-hmm. But I don't fucking play. I'm not a. I'm not Fuck a. Fuck that, bruh. I'm not a 22 year old girl. You can't. You're not gonna do that to me. You're gonna do that to me, bruh. Holding <laughs> this dead rabbit for the price we fucking quoted. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can wrap it at that with the rape story from the fucking tattoo part. No, no, no. Let's talk about golf some more. We're gonna palate cleanse. I don't know. I I feel gross <laughs> now, and I want my first tattoo, and I feel like I don't know where to go. I'm not saying you to that shop. Well, that's the bummer about that store too. Is I know a couple two dudes that work there who are amazing dudes. What I mean, and it's a bummer. What to think store? That they're gonna. I don't want to say on the podcast. What the fuck? I mean, I'm gonna go look at it. So is everyone else. I'll say off the air. All right. It's just a bummer because I know two guys, maybe three, who are genuinely good dudes, and I, I'm I'm now I'm afraid that the rippling effect of this story breaking out is gonna fuck up like all their shit. It's just for and, until something else. It's just like anything else, right? Well, it's not like this is making the news. This is just circulating on Instagram right It doesn't now. matter. Even within that really distinct subculture, if they just give it enough time, like, mm. bro, I, I just worked there. I, I wasn't even there when that lady was there. Yeah. Or if they were, be like, hey, y'all know this industry. I'm sorry. I was just there working. Yeah. I'm not going to help these guys fucking justify moving on in their careers. <laughs> I don't know anything about them. What's weird about the people d- uh, dissenting on it, a lot of them are women and it's like, what, what happened to Believe All Women? They now, don't. Fuck, that's never been fucking true. No, we don't. No, now we don't. No, if it, because it's, well, I mean, like I said, Lee has, uh, people I know have said things, similar things with based on their own experience. Like, look, just because I got fucking too drunk and the guy took 
advantage of a situation doesn't necessarily make him a rapist so much as it is like a 16-year-old boy that was like, mm. Mm, pussy. There was a time, I remember there was, I have a relatively small number of sex partners, especially compared to you. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> But there was a time when I was, there was a, a girl that I'd gone to a Nine Inch Nails concert with. I only kind of knew a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she, she came back to my house when I was still with my parents. They were all like at the cabin or at the beach or something. I had the house to myself. Right. And she and I were sitting on the back porch just crushing Coors Lights and Chainsmokers. I honestly thought you were like, we were on the back porch just fudging each other's stew or something. Like that. I thought you were about to say no. I was finger banging the no. fuck out. No, that came later. Keep going. We were we were crushing some Coors Lights and chain smoking cigarettes on the back porch, and it was one of those nights where like it started at 10 p.m. and now it's 2 a.m. Oh. and we're still hanging out. And you like you have somewhere you could go, but it's getting later and later, and you're getting drunker and drunker. Mm-hmm. And so she asked me where she can crash. I took her to uh, a different room than mine. This is a girl that I, at this point in time, I've had one conversation with. I'm not presuming right. anything. Right, right, right. Like, you can crash in this room. My room's over here. You know, I'll make us some food in the morning. Though. And and she shoves me on the bed, gets naked, huge tits come out. Tits up in real life. I've never seen this big. Really? It was, I remember at one point she even said, like, have you? had sex with a girl before because she could just see in my face like look at these yeah, yeah. you know and <laughs> look at these you know she 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 gave me a blowjob for a little bit and then got completely naked and that transitioned to regular sex nice and and at some point during regular sex we were both really drunk at some point during the regular sex she just goes I gotta stop and I was like okay cool and I got up I put my pants on I said you good you need some water she's like I just don't feel good I gotta stop I'm like alright Said, I'm gonna go sleep in my room. I will make us some coffee in the morning. And I left. And that was the end of it. And truthfully, I went up to the bathroom and cranked one out. Of course. Blue balls and Well, this doesn't the thing, but come on, you gotta Yeah. No one goes to bed. I no finished. one says that. I thought I thought I thought about her naked and just cranked one out. And the next morning it wasn't weird. She you know, we both hung over as fuck, got breakfast. Said I'll see you at the Nine Inch Nails con. That was the whole reason we met up. She was getting her ticket because I had bought them and I was mm-hmm. meeting her to give her her ticket. And she gave me the money she owed me for it. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, her tits are in my face, and we're having. And I tr- <laughs> this was more sex. No, later? no, no. It was just uh, the one time. Oh. Um, and what's sucks. funny is at the Nine Inch Nails concert, she brought a friend. I was like, mm-hmm. ah, I, I get it. Like the point is, if I was a shithead, given the Bro, state of things, yeah, yeah, I could have kept going. Well, yeah, but I didn't. <laughs> she said, "I don't feel good. I need to stop." And that was the. You end. didn't say, "Just hold still, bitch." <laughs> Because I'm not a rapist. <laughs> I like it. Oh, you're good. I'm going to go upstairs, jerk one out, probably have a biolite, hit the hay. We'll see each other for breakfast. It's cool if I snap a nude. I'm going to need something to look at. Not for Facebook. You kind of already caught me. I've never seen tits that big outside of a strip club. Certainly never felt them. So, you know. Oh shit! <laughs> I like that. I like ending on something like that because, yeah, I I have been in very similar circumstances. I just know. I, I guess it's like one of those things I can't really. I don't know. You just you just don't do it. No, you don't. But I can also. But, I, but what I'm saying is, I want there to be an element. It's like how tough do you say? Because there has to be. Hey. It was, like, if you want to blame anybody, I'm not just saying, like, 
it's never that okay. God, I'm trying to say this without. I'm not even trying to not piss people off. I'm just trying to say it the way I want to say it. There has to be some element of innocent until proven guilty in this story. But what happens is with this particular story that you're talking about on Facebook, it's women that are judging her because they knew her or hated her five years ago. Right. It's other men and friends of his that say this never happened the way you're saying it. What the fuck? But this is but wouldn't that be interesting? It's not like she was going to post that and get ninety nine thousand great positive comments. She was right. going to get trolled one way, even if it's just someone trolling for fun. Right. But I like the thought of you. I like that. Like, hey, I'm done, and you're just like, okay, <laughs> okay, cool. I'm gonna go jerk this. Want to go crank one out? I will tell one quick one though. Hang, save it, and we're gonna start a fresh thing. All right. I gotta. Okay, so your rape story. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! If anything, I've probably been more inclined. I was saying no to one time, and she just kept on going. But anyways, uh, there was a girl. I, I, she was at a lot of the same get-togethers. She had shown an interest, but I didn't. She was also like, I didn't. She was young. I would have been like 20. I don't know. She might have been 17 or 18, but she just seemed younger than that too because she was kind of, I don't know. I, I didn't have the interest. I, I didn't think, she, I thought she was more just flirtatious in general. Well, you were 20 and she was 17? Something like that. I feel like that's right. That's a that's a scary uh, That's what I'm saying. bracket there. So listen, that's what I'm saying. I didn't really bracket. know. Right. But I was pretty sure she was 18, but I didn't really know. And even then she, she acted like a 14-year-old. She was 15 going on 30. Whatever. I'm just saying, she was way too young. Right. Even for her acting her age, she was not doing it. But, of course, at one of these house parties that you get into, at some point it just doesn't matter. You find yourselves in these situations. And I remember I went in the guest red room and I was like, oh, fuck, all right, I got to fuck. Because I was like, I don't know. I wasn't thinking all the thoughts that I would have sober mm. about, like, do I really know about this girl? You know? Yeah. What do I really know? Right. Nothing. All right, I know nothing about this girl. That's good enough for me to just take it down. <laughs> and I, I, it, so we start making out. And I remember clothes came off. And she had this pink bra, and that was pretty hot. I don't know why, but it was pretty hot. Pop that off. Good Any look. bra is hot. That's true. When you're saying and I wasn't, you know, girls taking one yeah, off in front of you. And I wasn't. I was coming out of that blowjob phase, moving into regular it could be sex a dingy phase. Dingy yellow bra. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I'm saying this was a different era for me because I was like, in, see, in the blowjob days, it would have just been like, let's just do the blowjob. Yeah. Because Christ doesn't get mad about blowjobs. But I had moved past that now. So, right. like, clothes were coming. Like, the, the whole, I was relearn. I was really relearning, but relearning mm-hmm. the whole process. You know, I start making out whenever, and she's stroking, she's sucking, she's doing all these things. I figure I would be nice to, like, while she was doing one for me to do the other, but I kept trying to go down her back, mm-hmm. and she would, like, push my hand, like, Away, like she didn't want me to, to touch that. So mm-hmm. that was my. I was thinking she doesn't want me to touch it, mm-hmm. but I wasn't thinking like that was like a no. Right. It was just like not right now, or let me focus on this, or I don't like being finger banged. Whatever. I don't really yeah. care. But when you slap my hand away, I'm not yeah. like going to bring it back. I have a really dirty asshole. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might nick it. She could be saving me from myself. Right. But anyway, if you float away, that's a sign. Like you don't want any of what I was thinking. Right. And so I, we moved on. She's doing that. And I remember she, like, readjusted because I was thinking, like, let's, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And I, like, moved in to touch her. Mm-hmm. 
And she stopped me and said, did you look at it? And I said, what? I was, again, I'm fucked up. Okay. And I was like, what, what, looked at what? She said, did you look at my vagina? And I was like, uh, not yet. <laughs> I, mean, I don't really remember what I said. I, I can't. But she was here. like, don't look at it. The whole thing was weird now. Yeah. Because you know me, like, you talked about Larry David, like, why? Why would I not be? Now I want to see Now it. I want to see it. And you know me, like, I was yeah. averse. I was coming off those bad pussy experiences from yeah. 15 and 16 years old. Right. Went through the whole blowjob thing because I figured I don't even want to see the pussy plus Jesus. <laughs> right. Now I'm into this, like, hey, let's do it all. You won't let me go and, like, finger you while you're doing other things. I figured I was trying to get 50-50 mm. to be a team player. And now when you, like, how are we going to do this? Were you just going to, like, hop on? Before right. I got like a chance, yeah. because like it, the minute she you said don't, the, the minute she asked me was weird enough. Yeah. But then for her to say don't look at it, now I'm like, whoa! Like may, for all you know, maybe this was like a dom sub thing, and she was it could have been a dick. Tell, yeah, she was. T- why, or she's just telling you what not to do. Right. I do, but I, come on, <laughs> you just heard all my sexual yeah, phases yeah, 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 back yeah, to yeah. back. None of them were kinky. This yeah. was not me getting in. Look at it. You get whipped. <laughs> Yeah, I had that transition. If you look at it, I put a finger in your ass. If you touch my asshole, I bite your cock. I don't know what was going on, but the fact that she said, like, don't look at and it. So while this conversation is happening, is your is your dick oh, just kind of yeah. slowly just Well, I would just remember. <laughs> and down. But and it just rests listen, on your there balls. There was no transition. There was no transition to, like, <laughs> after this, so that all the air goes out. Whatever yeah. momentum had been built is gone yeah. with the whole, like, did you look at it? Uh, what? My vagina. No. Should, should I? No, don't look at it. What? Like, so now everything's fucking, yeah. there's no, they're not even at square one. <laughs> why aren't you hard anymore? And, and, and then it really did turn into, like, what happened? Why, why are you hard? Do you not like me? She started fucking crying because my dick had gone from fucking <laughs> heil to, like, well, you told me not to look at your vagina, and she, I don't know why, and I, now I'm curious. She, it turns out I talked to her girlfriend some weeks later. <laughs> she has, like, I guess what could only be called, I hope she got over it, because this would have been 15 years, 16 years ago, but mm. some phobia. She had an ugly vagina phobia. Even mm. though her, it, it wasn't, she just thought, I was like, so this is kind of like a men's dick thing for yeah. women. Yeah, I didn't realize that was a thing. But she, oh, yeah, I knew she that. said that, like, she was concerned because as girls talk, like boys might talk about hanging dong. Mm. Like, turns out girls do actually talk just like we did yeah. about seeing those first vagina. I mean, I, I remember seeing my first vagina that was different. Be like, that's a lippy motherfucker. <laughs> Being like, <laughs> that is a sandwich. Yeah. I was like, that's a roast beef sandwich that I heard them talk about on the right. regular guys. Like, yeah. turns out women hearing the same story. So she had this kind of fucking complex where yeah. she thought she was overly lippy. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't see it from a good angle. I didn't look bad from what I did see. But then again, I didn't get a good look because see, she starts yeah. crying because I might have gotten a look. Right. And when I didn't get a look, and we started the whole conversation, and my dick went like <laughs> wicked soft. Well, it went soft because I can't look at your vagina. <laughs> now I don't even know if you have one. Are, are, is it diseased? What's wrong with it? Is like uh, it's it's uh, it goes back to the politics. You have. Men who are in one fringe group, you have women who are in one fringe group, and nobody's talking in the middle. No one's talking. If somebody would just come in the middle and say, we don't care what it looks like. It could look like a fucking train wreck. If I can put my dick in it, I'm fine with it. We don't care. We do. 
Some of us do, but even them are going to just blow right past <laughs> that still and not gonna re-log really away at your vagina. They no, won't. that was I, I knew that was a real thing early on. I had a girlfriend who was very self-conscious about some color. Not everything was pink. Some like, I've seen vaginas, oh, like porn brown before, vaginas. Yeah, like, but it wasn't like solid I, brown. I do have to say it, that I am averse to the brown vaginas. This was the a, ones that seem to have any type of pigment change in yeah. them, like labia and lips that are so big that they <laughs> right. actually do have color changes as they go out. Yeah. to the to the that furthest. was the case here, but it was not the whole thing. It was just a tiny bit of it, and she yeah. was super self conscious about it. I remember going like. I don't really give a fuck because you're letting me play with it. Right. Yeah, yeah. I would have. I would have. That would have been something worthy of her feeling <laughs> self-conscious because I, I would have had to find a way. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, from from a guy with a pretty average, un, great penis, I, I tend to judge the vagina is <laughs> a little harsher than I probably should. It sounds like it. I, mean, like, I know myself. Yeah. But I'm just saying like. I, the, the oh, let, me, let me be Mr. honest. Mr. Medium Perfect. Yeah. I, I, didn't say, I just said a pretty unimpressive regular old I said, dick. I said medium. But, it, hey, it's not ugly to look at. It's got no weird curvatures. There's yeah. things to like about my penis. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But. <laughs> There's upsides. I, when it comes to those vaginas, I, I mean, once you, and like I said, I had such bad. Yeah. I'm such a case study. Because every vagina I saw for two or three years by was just vaginas. bad. Whether it was unkempt vagina, right. whether it was a gross, diseased vagina, <laughs> whether it was fucking, it looked like literally a theater's fucking, right. what do you call those? Curtains. Curtains yeah. hanging off a, curtains. a fucking beef curtain. Like, I had some rough times, man. So I had yeah. to really waft through some swampy <laughs> vaginas. That's word. Yeah, I had to really plow away. <laughs> I had to waft the vagina. And uh, I, it was for me Title to. So I, I think I earned my place to say, hey, I'm going to be selective. Well, you got to realize that women are seeing porn too. And just like we're seeing fucking Rocco Sofredi going, God, I wish I had a dick that big. They're looking at Elsa Jean going, I wish my vagina was that pink and symmetrical. Yeah. Yeah, and they're getting, and they have, uh, you know, they have uh, options to do so. You can go get a vaginoplasty. I don't yeah. think that's what it's called, but I think you can go get a vaginoplasty, and they'll tighten and ship and cut. And to me, the we've always had a slight, uh, at least, uh, mental advantage in that. Like, I might not have a big dick. I might. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, and I could be totally self-conscious about it, but it's hidden away. You won't know. Right. But women's boobs, those are on display. You know what what you know. You don't necessarily know what they what it looks like when they're unsheathed. Sure, but you know, like they can't hide their size or lack thereof from the world. It's true. So there's that inevitable. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm wondering why. So there you at, bitches. Sorry about your tits. And my average weight. That's the way the cookie crumbles. W-F-U-C-K! Your busted titties! 97.5! <laughs> Coming up next, we've got traffic and weather. We've sports! Sports with Skip Also, a fire update coming out of uh, California. Yeah. yeah. We'll see Jesus. you next week. W-F- uh, holla! <laughs> <laughs>